on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Matt will be joined with SWTS D&Der Trevor Williams, aka the One Six Shooter, because young Nick is being hounded by the Imperial Regulations Bureau. Matt and Trevor will pick up the slack as they dive deep into the season three debut of The Mandalorian and the latest episode of The Bad Batch, which pushed that show towards its season two endgame hard. They'll also discuss some recent Dave Filoni comments on Grogu's whereabouts during the sequel trilogy and the first announced panels at Celebration 2023. Of course, the show will end with the question of the week responses and the latest round of top five Star Wars fan artist features. Punch it, Chewie! Welcome back to the Star Wars Time Show, and look what we got here. That's right, Nick's been kicked out once again. I don't even know if he likes doing the Star Wars Time Show anymore, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, we talked about this last week. If you're if you're a longtime yeah. listener, you know where Nick's at. He had to rejoin the workforce, no longer working from home. So we're giving him this week to kind of figure things out, get a feel for what the new schedule is going to be for him. Uh, but uh, honestly, in talking with with my life partner, my wife, the one with the big time corporate job, I know last week we were teasing potentially switching things to Friday afternoons. Uh, that that that's not going to happen. So uh, more than likely, the the Star Wars Time Show, at least the live stream version, is going to be shifting back to Tuesday evenings, which is when Nick and I used to record before we did a live stream when that when the pandemic kicked in. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes, but that's the plan for now. Next week, good chance this show right here with Young Nick will be kicking off prime time or. Prime time for old people, about six o'clock east. We're thinking <laughs> <laughs> the early bird special yeah. time for everybody. Yeah, but it, 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 as it. you can hear, if you're not on the stream, we got our friend here, friend of the show, co-host, fill-in duty guy, Trevor Williams, aka One Six Shooter, is here. He's also a, a member of the Star Wars Time Show D and D gang. So That's he's right. got all sorts of ties to this silly little show. But um, thanks, Trevor, for joining in. Uh, this is this yeah. was not a day to do a solo cast because, as you can see, if you're on the live stream, and if you're not, you can always join. Well, at least through this week, two thirty p. east on YouTube.com/slash Star Wars Time Show. Next week, check your local listings. Um, but yeah, Tones, I know, I know it's a bummer. Trust me, I was thinking about you. Um, but it, it's not like you've been able to watch a lot of these live consecutively because of, of work. So, uh, we know you'll still be there. Maybe, you know, a Tuesday night here or there at 11 when you're feeling crazy. It's only midnight. Yeah, it's so like, it'll be like 11 little. midnight. Maybe, you know, get up, have a little shot of whiskey, say hello, and then go right back to bed. But trust me, I, I, I was yeah. thinking about you, buddy, but it's just, it is what it is for now. Life situations, Nick's new schedule. I can't just pawn off my kid on my neighbors on Fridays. The wife can't come home. So it is what it is. All right. So let's get down to it. Usually we talk a little pop culture. I I, I uh, missed Creed 3 last week, Trevor. So I don't have any new movies to talk about. 
Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, are, are you? Have you watched the other Creeds? I mean, is that like a franchise you're into, or not? Not really. Uh, I gotta. I have to say no because here's the thing. Like we, uh, it is. I'm into it. I loved Rocky, but we like we sit down. You know, a lot of times together and watch stuff. Or if I'm alone, I'm watching like nerd right, stuff. Right. Yeah. Totally. You know you know, Vox Machina or something like that, catching up on that. So it's one of those movies where we both go, oh, we got to see this. And it goes on the list and then it, it just gets, never it got to buried. happen. So now with three, I got two to catch up on. And I heard they're both great. I heard the first ones. I mean, it was incredible. So that's yeah, they're, why we, they're we really good. It, they're but. really good. And uh, what's his name? Michael B. Jordan. I believe this is the first one. He's actually mm-hmm. directing and obviously the star. So yep. plus you got Jonathan Majors in there, the new Kang. Dude, um, great actor. He's, he's great in incredible. Devotion. That's a real life movie about the Korean War. So um, I, I, mm. I definitely want to check it out. But I missed it last week. Had had shit to do. I usually like to, to hit new movie Thursdays, if you know what I mean. Next week, maybe Shazam. Mm. But I think we, we got some news for you. I think we're, we're very close to locking down the recording of S0, as Nick calls it, Session Zero <laughs> of the SWTS DND Experiment. Uh, so S zero, we're not going to do it live because a majority of us don't know what the fuck we're doing. So it's going to be kind of <laughs> Nick tutoring us. Uh, Trevor, he knows a little bit more than than uh, Jared mm-hmm. and I, but not much. So session zero next week, we'll see how it goes. We are going to record it, not going to do it live. And uh, I think Nick wants to hold on to it, maybe release it as a special once we get the DND thing going. But we're making progress. Mm-hmm. We've got backstories have been written. For all characters, we've got uh, my story with Jared is being worked on. I think Trevor's been working with Nick on some of his background. And here's the best part. Mm-hmm. The fandos in the Star Wars Time Show Discord are now contributing. They, uh, Our boy Spaspa Spencer, who congratulations, buddy, on becoming a father. I know you had your son today. So, oh, nice. Congrats. You know, we speak your name, all that type of stuff. Mazel this tough. is the way. Um, but he, he's uh, Nick has actually, believe it or not, Nick has allowed the fandos in our Discord to pitch NPC character ideas for our our D oh, wow. adventure, and and I think he's already Trevor. I think he's already signed off on one or two of them. So wow, yeah, cool. I, I'm excited nice. about this. I uh, I've never done it before, but the more we we kind of get into this, Trevor, the more I'm like, you know what? The type of person I am, how much I love Star Wars and video games, I I think this is going to be something I'm going to thoroughly enjoy. I don't know about you. Yeah, I think you are too, man. You're going to get to live in it and not just live in it like video game wise. Like I'm I'm sitting there playing and I'm somebody else. Yeah. It's like whoever you want to be, your character, and you can do whatever the hell you want. You can get into it as much as you want or as little as you want. You know what I mean? So it's it's going to be fun. I mean, I think if people are watching, we're going to try and want to get into some sort of character to some oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sold like but i'm not doing full-on all voice acting maybe i will yeah, yeah we we, we, we still are. haven't revealed our our classes or or, or species right. or whatnot we're, we're gonna hold that tight to the vest but um if it's gonna be I, I really <laughs> I've, I've i've made the pitch to nick multiple times to just let me speak my character's native language which means jared would have to translate everything kind of like han solo and chewbacca or c3p on the droids and and he's like listen man we we, we don't want to we don't want to piss jared or anyone off quite yet so let, let's just leave it as everyone <laughs> speaks their own dialogue but I, I still think trevor i'm going to only use one syllable words to try to maintain a little bit of uh, authenticity for my my type of character. How fast do you type? <laughs> 
you type well uh, like you could just you could just type and you could just do your whatever nonsense voice you want to do and then tra- it'll be like a universal <laughs> translator everybody can oh, see it on goodness. screen and we can go like oh okay. listen i mean I'm, I'm kind of a slapdick and and i am taking this seriously but i do want to have fun and i do think people would crack up if the whole time i was only communicating <laughs> as my character and you guys had to essentially carry my weight for me but i don't, I don't think the master is gonna let the hell us you're saying too i suppose yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh if only we could tell you who, uh, who i'm playing i think you all would get yeah. the comedy behind this a bit more but oh well we'll move on so yeah we're we're rocking and rolling we're gonna have our, our s0 next week Week, which means session one should oh, yeah. be coming up, I would think, uh, sometime in April. Maybe we'll save it for after Mandalorian. You never know, but we are moving mm. full force ahead. <sighs> All right. Well, yeah, let's get into it, man. I mean, hell of a week last week for Star Wars fans. Uh, lots of new Star Wars happening. We had the Mandalorian. We had Bad Batch dropping. Uh, you know, obviously a great day for someone like me, but also a bit of a, a an anxiety-filled day. A lot of extra work on Wednesday. I think, dude, I put in close to eight to ten hours on top of my regular job. I was up at quarter to five, watched Mando, took my notes, watched Bad Batch, took my notes, processed all the material I needed to make my little breakdowns. And, you know, I, I still have fun, but I'm not going to stop bitching about doing all that work for not that many views. But... Four more mm-hmm. of these weeks to go where we're double dipping and week four mm-hmm. here. Here's where my, my butthole is really puckering because we're going to have another Mando, but we're also going to get the two episode finale to Bad Batch, which if That's you right. look at the episode titles, right. they're going to be meaty in terms of, of mm. narrative and a lot of the stuff that was teased in episode 11 that we're going to talk about, the the return to Tantus, the cloning, so on and so forth. So I've got that date circled on my calendar as as pain. Drink your coffee. Yeah, that is going to be yeah, drink your coffee. a lot of... Snort your Coke, whatever you need to do to keep... <laughs> That's right. Get some of my wife's Adderall, pound it up, do a couple lines. <laughs> right. you know, yeah, just pound up some Adderall. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyways, let, let, let's, well, let's start with Mandalorian. Although, I I will tell you, I don't know if you saw this on your feeds, Trevor, but last week I was expecting Mando to completely dominate the Star Wars fandom in terms of of the conversation and and what they thought was the Mm. best and so on and so forth. But I was surprised. There was a lot of people, people I haven't seen engage with Bad Batch before saying, you know what? I actually think Bad Batch Episode 11 was better than the Mando Season 3 premiere. So mm. I um mm. I wasn't quite there, although I was glad to see Bad Batch getting back kind of on track with its overarching narrative. But let's start with our guy, yeah, the shiny boy, as as Nick calls him, the bunker boy, the Mandalorian. Okay, so the way we usually do our deep dives, we'll each give our personal review, kind of quick style. We'll go through and kind of highlight some of the the key moments. I have some notes that I hope Trevor can help me on. I had a lot of questions. I had some ideas on where things could go. And then we'll break down Easter eggs and all that fun stuff. And guess what? We're going to repeat it all for Bad Batch. So, Trevor, since you're the guest, let's start Mandalorian Mm. S3, E1, The Apostate. Real quick, what was your overall impression of that premiere? Yes, and um, remember to get your apostate checked yes. regularly, please. <laughs> I need, I need that. I need a finger up the butt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it was, uh, it was, it was great, man. I thought it was a banger opening. You know what I mean? It wasn't. It, uh, yeah, it was. It was a banger opening. What did it have? It had a shootout in the street. 
We had a space fight <laughs> with pirates. Yep. Uh, we had Grogu. We had Purgles. Uh, we had uh, Bo-Katan. Uh, I mean, it was it was packed, man. It was packed, and it was. I thought it was a good, exciting enough opening to to you know the, uh, setting up some things. Ig Eleven is he coming back? Is he not? Coming? He's coming back. When oh, he's yeah. coming back. Um, but. Uh, but when and how, and there was some things that we'll, I guess we'll get into it when we get to the, the, the blow by blow, but, um, that I think certain characters are, I don't know, man, uh, I've got my eye on Bo-Katan is all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Um, not trusting her. Yeah. She's a, you know, I just went back and watched, um, all the, the Mandalorian, uh, the battle of Mandalorian, uh, fall of Mandalore and all that stuff on, uh, rebels and clone wars just to watch it again and watch her, you know, um, kind of switch sides and, you know, it was, uh, it was interesting with her. Like she's, I don't, I don't know what her motivation it's like is. I've always, you know I, I mean, it's for Mandalore, but like. Yeah, but is oh, it? I don't did. know. I'm not really I mean, sure. We, I'm, I'm glad sure. you went through those to remind yourself that Bo-Katan is one of the biggest hypocrites in all of Mandalorian culture. Because yeah. exactly. here she is in, in episode one, dressing down Din with her little, you know, her little pouty speech about how he's now the guy and her people left her and they'll follow him because he's mm-hmm. got the saber. And you're kind. Sitting by yeah. herself on a throne in armor. Right. For you're some you're kind <laughs> fractured our people. It's like um, you were in Death Watch mm. that literally broke away from your sister because she wanted exactly. to go in a more pacifistic direction for mm. Mandalore, in particular, the city of Sundari. Yeah. So revisionist history. Yeah, there, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I've been thinking I've been thinking that for the past couple of years. I mean, especially when she's like, oh, you're mm-hmm. wacko cult and this It's like you were the f- you're one of the first and main cults that that, that fractured Mandalore. You yeah. let Maul <laughs> into the fucking society. You backed him all the way right. until he killed your sister. Like, what are you talking right. about? <laughs> so. And and even after you killed your sister, you were okay with it as long as he didn't sit on the throne. Then, yeah, that, you know, that was it. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No outside. Th- then she left. <laughs> then she left. You can kill my uh, sister, but not, you know. No, you can't but I, I don't know. And, and, and we'll talk a little bit about episode two because sadly there's a ton of shit out there because a lot of people that got to watch the premiere – Got to watch episode two. So if you if you frequent the seedy sectors of the Internet like I do, in particular, Reddit, um, Reddit. I didn't I didn't have anything blown out, but I have general notions of what's happening tomorrow and it's going to be fun. Hold on real quick. We've got our our special Mm -hmm. guest always shows up about this time. Welcome back. So I have a new friend today. This is Trevor. Mm -hmm. Young Nick is working. How was your day? Good. Young Nick. We think we're talking Mando. What'd you think of Mando? Did you love it? Yeah. Even it, on Wednesday that day, I wore my Grogu. Yep. She wore her special Grogu dress to honor nice. the premiere. So she did it right. All right. Have my, uh, my Grogu coffee. Beautiful. But I, okay. We, we, we had our, our check in there. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> in terms of, of my take and I see this, you know, Rick saying in the chat like after watching Andor go on the Mando, it, it seemed kind of hokey. I, I was very far from that. It, the Mando, as soon as it started, Trevor, I, I just, it felt like I was, I was home. I was like, man, yeah. th- this feels comfortable. This, this feels familiar, but I, I like that feeling of familiarity. I, ha- I have yeah. to tell you that that opening moment was almost got me out of my seat. Might've brought a little tear, like tears of happiness to my, to my eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, they're back and he's kicking ass. 
fuck you yep. Mandalorians that don't want him in your clan. Look what he can do for you type of shit. And wow. Right. Yeah. I'll agree that this, the, the episode did wild. Yeah, it it kind of wandered around, but that that's what premieres do people. They, they, they set up the tent poles for, for the season. So I, I'm not yeah. going to be upset that there was catch up on, Oh yeah. Grogu's back and the Bo-Katan stuff and checking it in Navarro and going here, going there, going there. I, I, I kind of liked Obviously, I would have loved a longer runtime, but I, I felt mm-hmm. for the short episode that it was, it hit some good beats. Like you said, great Star Wars yep. moments. We had that opening battle. We we had a fucking killer dogfight. We had a, a duel on the streets of Navarro. We had a we had some lore check in with, with Mandalore and Kalavala and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, it Purgles, yeah, per, yeah. fuck the Purgles. And we'll, we'll talk about all that shit, mm-hmm. obviously. But uh, yeah, I thought they packed a lot into like it. I it it was weird because it felt like a half an hour. It felt too short. Like I wanted more, but at the same time, when you think about everything that was in it and all, like you said, the tent poles that they set up and just just things setting up for the, it's like if you if you laid those all out and bullet pointed those, I'm like they're never gonna. That's gonna be a mess. They're gonna it's gonna be a mess putting all those things up. But they, I thought they did it masterfully. It was one after another after another, and it felt natural you know, the progression of it. And, uh, they got a lot in and, and, and that's one episode we're done now. Here's, here's everything that's going to happen. Not that's going to happen, but here's everything that's right. You know, we're going to be revolving around for the next. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and for those of you that, that might be feeling like, ah, I don't feel like much happened. There's a bunch of wandering around. All I can tell you, the general sentiment from those that have seen episode two are like, just wait. Once you get through this, yeah. you're going to be like fucking shit. The Mandalorian okay. is back. Uh, the the cool. big things I've heard in these, I feel like, the, the, yeah, me too. But you know, some fans, they, yeah. they need certain things to I happen. Know. Certain boxes need to be checked, but I, I can tell you the the <laughs> big things in episode two that aren't spoilers are they, they've promised you will see the growth that Grogu has had. Okay. You're, you're going to witness mm. that. And the other big thing I'll leave you with without spoiling anything is that one reviewer said it contains the biggest jump scare type of moment they've ever witnessed in star Wars, if not the first time they've ever had that feeling. Um, and it's not Hmm. just a simple like fetch quest type of mission day. Um, Hmm. if, if it's not hard to figure out where he's going, if you put two and two together, right, he's got to find droid parts. So, so where do you think he's going to go to find droid parts? Who's someone that has droids that has helped him in the past. Pellet. Right. So right. he's right. And we know, uh, I think we know, am I spoiling anything here that we know that, uh, well, we think, I think we know that R5D4 may end well, up. I with, mean, that, uh, that's in trailers. So I wouldn't consider that spoiler. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't, some people don't want to watch the trailers, so I don't, I don't want to. Okay. Anything. Well, at this point, people get over it. The show is in season. Okay. <laughs> if, if, if something's in it, Star Wars time. show. Yeah. It's fucking- I, I try to give you warnings, but, uh, yeah, Johnny's saying, is this where he tosses that monster out of the cave? That's what it's sounding like to me. Mm, okay, that's what yeah, it's sounding probably, like to no. me. But the interesting mm-hmm. thing, like I said, is everyone's saying, listen, you're you're those of you worried about Grogu and and, and the time he spent, you're gonna know there's noticeable growth and the jump scare moment. But but like I said, the general yeah. <laughs> the, the general consensus is this episode really, really kind of puts the pedal to the metal and, and laser focuses some of those general tent poles that were set up in episode one. And I do, I, it, it okay. does sound like Bo will be back in episode two. All right. 
Oh wow, that was so. Let's but uh, well, I have something to say about that when we get. Yeah, so let's go ahead and um, any other general review thoughts on this episode before we get into some of the top moments and some of my my questions I I have for you. You know, it's interesting in watching this when you when you come back to this, like we just got done with Andor, right? I mean, well, not just, but like a little while I got done with Andor, and Andor to me felt like from right from the start, man, it was early Star Wars, 77 Star Wars, you know, maybe 80 Star Wars, you know, but this feels like it really just picks up from, it feels like it melds right into Jedi. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's cool. There's just two different feels to those. Yeah. Yeah. Star no, Wars. I, I'm with Empire you. was the transition and then return of the Jedi had a more modern contemporary motion picture feel. And this, I think just follows right through it. And I feel it all the time. I feel like very comfortable. Like you were saying, like in this world, whereas like, Kenobi threw me off. You know what I mean? So, yeah, because it was between a couple of worlds, and it's like didn't quite work. Hey, did for me, did you did you not feel like Episode One? Obviously, probably used some volume, but did you feel like Episode One? There there was a fair amount of practical sets used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very I, much. I, so. I thought yeah, that was a nice. I mean, obviously the the opening segment, the Navarro stuff. There's a lot of practicality there. You know, clearly, clearly a dogfight. He's he's sitting in a cockpit on a on, on in the volume more than likely, but it, it <laughs> did it did feel a little more real than than Kenobi did, which which we all have decided now yeah. relied on the volume maybe too much. Um, and I mean, how much of how much of the volume are they doing, and 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 how much is maybe CGI overlay, you know what I mean? Like with the hallway, when he was walking up to the castle to right. Yeah. Is that, is that a full hallway? That's not the volume because that stuff's too close unless it's practical, but I mean, it's a lot to build if it's practical. So maybe that's just, you know, some CGI, some green screen, the walkway they're walking up on green screen or something. It might be some old school, you know, uh, prequel stuff there too. Yeah. Like when he comes in and lands on that platform, I, I would imagine a lot of that was a stage within the volume potentially mm-hmm. and then the the castle itself and whatnot was mm-hmm. volume or like you said maybe they just threw up some old fucking blue screens and we're like let's That's do this thing. george you know, style you know, it works <laughs> yeah so i i really feel like the the visual game was stepped up for for mandalorian so, here compared yeah. to some of the recent star wars shows i just realized i didn't include any images in my articles this week so fuck it sorry people on the yeah. live stream you're just gonna have to listen to us um, but l- let's get into some of the top moments. And like I said, I, I have more than a few questions and, uh, observations from this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so starting with top moments again, sorry, in the live stream, I usually like to have some screens up for you, but tough watch my video and you'll see the screens in there. But up first, dude, I, we, we've already talked about it. It was that opening ceremony in particular the rescue it it made me feel kind of like in i think episode four season two when him and grogu come out of nowhere and save grief kara and uh mithril from the Mm -hmm. uh the the ties chasing them but to me man that was the moment it happened he flies by the armor looks up and i'm not lying like i i started to tear up a little bit like happy tears did you feel i was like yeah before that that it was a flashback? Okay, there you go. That's that's my first question. Okay. My first ha, huh, as I put it. But 100%. The way they filmed it, the way they used her forge water to almost mimic the bloop, 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 bloop. Yeah. I was like, we're watching yeah. Din's fucking helmeting ceremony until yeah. 
he shows up in the fucking N1 and blows yeah, yeah. stuff up. I'm like, okay, well, that's that's clearly not him. I wonder if that was on purpose. I I, I think so. I, I think, you know, Rick, Rick, he's the guy, Rick Femiwia is the guy that directed episode one. And yeah, I, I'm with you. I think the way they filmed that whole opening was to kind of make us all question, are we seeing something in the past or is this an present? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it threw me off because, I mean, age, <laughs> excuse me. Age-wise, I'm not really sure. I mean, you can't see their faces. So you don't know how old the the armor or Paz Vizsla have aged. But Paz is, you know, either like a real big. Maybe he's an older guy, or maybe he's a real big teenager or something. You know, yeah. twenty-something right. year old. If that if that was Din, because Din's got to be in his what in his forties, right? I mean, that's that we, that's 30s? what we figured out because he he's right around Boba Fett's age. Because if if you, if you go back to his flashbacks in season one, he looked like he was about ten during the Clone Wars. So yeah, he would be about. 38 to 43, I would, I would think. So if he was a little, you know, 12 year old kid, 13 year old kid, Paz has got to be like, like 60. Right. That, that should have been the dead giveaway that Paz was there. Yeah. And, and I and, wasn't even thinking about it for a second. I was just kind of buying into it. I was well, like, well, since yeah, we're talking I, I about it, him. do you feel that Ragnar, which is the name of that kid, Wesley Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel's nephew, that's Paz's son. Oh, is it really? Right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't really. <laughs> yeah. Or somebody said a foundling. Like it may not be his son. It could be a Re- foundling. Rewatch the scene. Mm-hmm. Paz, like the, the no, way his found the, the way that found. it could be his foundling or it could be like his actual birth kid. Hundred be. percent. Yeah. Because if you watch like when he's about to be knighted, for lack of a better term, the camera shifts to Paz and he's got that proud helmet look. He's constantly looking back at the kid as he's uh, attacking the space croc. He flies down, bumps him out of the way. The armor kind of sacrificed herself to save him. It's like that kid, he's got the Vizsla line, I believe, baked into him. So that's one of my my first ha's. Uh, I do believe Ragnar is a is a Vizsla either through foundling or through actual helmeted sex. So what we're or, saying is uh, he'll be coming after Grogu and the Darksaber in about uh, 10, 12 years. <laughs> I mean, I I didn't want to go there because that is something that's being kicked around as a potential rumor. Yes. You, I think, well, we'll get fu- to that too. You, you fucking got- nailed it. Like, like I, I don't want to speak more on it because it, it was posted somewhere that, that general concept, but let's just oh, say yeah. you may not be far off. Hmm. Hmm. You okay. may not be far off. Um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a great scene, man. The only, the only thing that threw me off and like a little bit was the, was the creature looked great, but it was a little too, I don't, OP. I don't love when they do like the frog and, but the frog's got one eye or the alligator, but he's got like a shell, like, it looks like an alligator, man. Let's get some creature ideas here and like do yeah. something that looks completely unearth like. Come on. Yeah, it was um it, it wasn't quite as fantastical as as the crate dragon or some of the other stuff Din has yeah. fought, but yeah. Uh yeah. and and how about and I think this is gonna be in one of our question of the week responses, but did you were you kind of, I don't know, concerned or maybe shocked by the fact that we, we had what, at least 20 Mandos and they were getting their ass kicked by this thing? Yeah. Well, first of all, it took you a while to use those jetpacks. Um and then like I'm kind of like, hey, why doesn't everybody go in the cave? <laughs> yeah, just get away. <laughs> get in the cave. I'm pretty sure this thing can't really reach that far into the cave. It's not that big a cave. Um, but I guess that's their, their warrior nature. I guess that it's the, you know, the idea to take it down and, you know, show it some, you know, I don't know what that and like, why, why do this in a place where you know that those, 
things to just crawl out of the whatever shallow water you're standing in there. You know what I mean? I mean, the kid was standing in the water, so like it couldn't have been that deep, and yet this thing came from, uh, I don't know, must be on a reef or something like that, where it just drops off to about 70 feet below. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, yeah. whatever, oh, whatever. No. Hey, man, like I said, that's sci-fi for you, man. People don't think, yeah. they, they don't make good good choices in sci-fi. Yeah, and you can't do that either because I, I – I complain about people doing that, and I can't do it myself. It's just like you got to suspend a little disbelief and just have fun with it. So it was well, fun. L- l- fun. Let's address the chat real quick. The boy's helmet, one hundred percent, was going Death Watch. But who started mm. Death Watch? Pre Vizsla. What's yeah, Paz's last name? So um, the the Death Watch clan definitely has roots in this new, as they're called, my friends, Children of the Watch, right? And that's another thing I, I want to discuss with you at some point, because I, I've been having ideas who the armor could be. But and I've just mm. always glossed over the fact that they're literally called children of the watch. So the armor right. and Paz could very well be children of Vizlas, Cass, Saxons, so on and so forth, uh, where, where I was thinking she might be Rook Cass herself. She may oh. actually be like Rook Cass and Gar Saxon's daughter or something like that. Oh, I was thinking either Maul got busy or something like that. No, you know? no, no. Maul, Maul wasn't banging the Mandos, but uh, let, let, we'll, maybe we'll get back to that. But okay, next top moment she I got had the horns. here. I'm telling you, telling you. Uh, the IG-11 Awakening, I, I just, I love the, the obviously the homage to Terminator 1. I mean, that that's, was dead nuts on, even yes. how they animated it at first when he's dragging himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like when they're in the warehouse trying mm-hmm. to kill the, the, the T-800 there. Um, but you know, obviously kind of the, 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 the play is, is he going to, what's going to happen? Can Din even get him back to life? And when he comes back to life, I was kind of thinking, uh Oh, I have a feeling when he turns this thing on, it's going to go batshit nuts. Is, and sure enough, here this we is go. how, you know, Din is, is a new dad. Like just let, let's let the kid stand right at this feet and like, or is the end of his torso. I know. Yeah. Just, he's like, he's, he's reaching out. Chance. Yeah. He's, so like, he's uh, not going to wake up and want to kill. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I just I liked all that. I mean, if you listen to the show, clearly you, we talked about a pretty big leak, which now after this episode definitely looks like it is going to end up being true in regards to IG-11 and, and what they do with his carcass. Uh, yep. And I even think more so now never the with the Anzellan scene and the way Grogu was that was with them. I could totally see them going like, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll bring him back to life, but we're also going to do some things to mod him to make him an even better protector for Grogu, hence mm. Hulkbuster time. Mm. Um, no hugging. No hugging. Yeah, right. That, They're I, the best characters, man. They, they are came funny. Out of the sequels. They are the best. It, I, I love that shit. I know some people are probably annoyed by Grogu. I love Grogu. I always will. I don't give a fuck if he talks or not. I love that he's a puppet and that you can tell he's a puppet, and mm-hmm. I love seeing him being puppeted with other puppets, with those little mm-hmm. Anzellans. I mean, that... That to me, dude, that's like Fraggle Rock, fucking uh, Mister Rogers days. I, I I dig that type of shit, traditional mm-hmm. puppetry. Uh, but you're right. I mean, Babu's and I, Babu wasn't with them, but but his his species is fucking fantastic. The way they talk, uh, that that whole scene was just fun. With you know, grief <laughs> doing the, <laughs> the <laughs> translations, <laughs> doing everything. Did like motherfucker. I can understand them, dude. Like. <laughs> Like that's Star Wars, man. I mean, that is the George exactly. Star Wars to me, and that's why I love this episode. Okay, uh, speaking about the Anzellans, that was my next top moment. I, I, I just that whole scene, 
uh, seeing Din's large ass sitting in their garage. You know, he he like right. has to sit cross style like just Yoda's to fit. Hut, you, know what I mean? <laughs> you got grief leaning in, pe- peeking into the garage door, yeah. which to us is still only like a pet pet door. <laughs> Uh, and, and like I said, just the way the Anzones were talking, like, oh, yeah, hey, what I say? Yeah, 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 no, no, go there, fix them. And Den's like, what the fuck? <laughs> They're like little Italian dudes. Yeah, it's just, and in, in, in the end, <laughs> when, yeah, I, the, the hug, as, you know, people went, yeah. like, oh, you know, relying on that Grogu shit. I don't care. I'm here for it. Sign me up. He's like, <sighs> no, no, yeah. they're not pets. You, you know, you can't squeeze them like that. So, <laughs> yeah. oh, boy. All right. Up next, the dog fight. Uh, quite frankly, Din, you know, we, we knew he, he he's a hell of a pilot before the way he used to fly that bus around and, and some of the mm-hmm. moves he would pull off. But my goodness, seeing him in an actual starfighter, his yeah, skills right. are definitely up there with some of the best in the galaxy. And Trevor, I don't know about you, but it, I found it to be one of the more engaging kind of action packed, cool looking Star Wars dogfights in in the entire franchise, really. It was really good. And when they were going into a, you know, a a meteor belt or whatever, uh, and uh, I'm like, oh, here we go. We're we're doing a little bit of uh, doing a little bit of Empire here. But it was, you know, it was a little bit of that, but it was just uh, it was so well executed, man. It was really tense and exciting you know at the same time like i like the way he came around them and you know using the the uh i thought he was gonna land on one honestly i think i thought he was pull, gonna, pull the uh, kenobi go. gonna he's this. gonna pull the kenobi yeah. and, and 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 grapple hook himself to it and turn off his engines yeah. Yeah. Now, so i'm with you i was like oh we're in an asteroid belt but i like how he kind of used the asteroids as mm. hiding places like there's a point where yeah. he is specifically weaving in and out of rocks hiding and taking out people out of you and it, yeah. it just he felt like a hunter like he he truly felt who he is he is a hunter yeah. and that's what he felt like in that dog fight again going you know delving too much science in the sci-fi way you'd think that they would have some sort of like you know heat radar that they could tell what the fuck he was in the, you know outside like from his engines or whatever and right like, oh, yeah. oh, he's behind that meteor you know what I mean? yeah i mean <laughs> these, like, these motherfuckers uh, can travel at the speed of light if not faster but they can't right. scan through rock yes that is another <laughs> one of those things man you just gotta yeah, be like whatever, all right whatever. all right oh, we're can. in we're in star wars cool. at this point in time yeah. looking at the uh, chat here cloud foxwell welcome this conversation is uh, hey that's how we do it here rick what's up cloud we love you you're not out of your depth i've just waited Wasted way too much time learning about Star Wars and I can't delete it out of my mind. Okay. Um, but we're glad to have you here. All right. Next moment, Trevor, that I wrote down. Um, uh, you know, just while it, it was kind of odd to just see Bo chilling in her armor with one leg up with. Like, oh, wait, before we get there, can okay. we, can we talk about that pirate? Uh, the, the, the head pirate there. I love yeah, that. Gory and shard. Go ahead. Great. Let her rip. That was great. I just, I mean, it was a little bit of uh, pirates of the Caribbean, but, uh, I just, I loved his look, man. That's a character I want to see more of. I think that could be a very yeah, interesting he, character. It, that came back again to that practical CG combination that felt real. Like it felt like a puppet, you know what I mean? Like, or, yeah. and it was cool, man. It was like, I was like, Ooh, I, I like that he's one. Definitely, more about this. He's definitely unique. I don't Have you seen the memes yet where the, the, it's like a, it's a four square meme. You got a picture of a pepperoni pizza in one cell <laughs> and then pizza, the hut in the other. And then they have like a, a white pizza with kale on it. And, and, and it's gory and shard is, is the equal on that one. Kale salad. Yeah. You know what? Since you brought them up, I, I, I have a ha moment for the pirates in general. 
Okay. They got to be coming back. Okay, so hear me out. We know that Skeleton Crew is going to feature young kids and a teacher. What oh. were they trying to get into in Navarro? A school, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they really put a lot of focus oh. on on the Vane character, who, by the way, is named after an actual pirate. The, the, right. the, it's like they were establishing Vane as a new character. He really was becoming like this antagonist for Din. And now after this fight, clearly <laughs> they're going to have an angle on Din, an angle on Navarro. And we also know in Skeleton Crew that that Jude Law and the kids are going to end up being chased by pirates. So do you think that we just got introduced to the pirate Hell faction cool. that will be in Skeleton Crew? Hell yes. Me too. Yeah, yeah. definitely, man. And that's going to be cool. I didn't know that much about it. I didn't I didn't. Uh, I don't know. I guess I wasn't. I was watching the Star Wars Time Show, but I don't know if I saw that part. Yeah, we, we say a lot of stupid shit, so we're not going to blame you for. Yeah, deleting but like, that. Uh, I didn't. You know, I knew it was like a, there were adventures, but I didn't know there was pirates. So this is going to be cool. I can see totally where that's going. Just like looking at these guys and looking at uh, what's his name again? What's the head? Gorian uh, Pirate King Gorian Shard is the full title. I mean, Gorian Shard right there as a name is like that's such a that it feels like it's going to be an eighties type star wars movie with little kids you know like the you know just just being chased by pirates i mean what yeah know. i mean we, we and we've, it's uh we've heard know. they they may make it out into this new space or the undiscovered galaxy that type of shit okay. uh maybe yeah, the totally. pirate pirates chase them out there and they all get stuck who knows but i, I it just seems they, they put a little too much focus on these pirates too many names too many close-ups for them Absolutely. to just be throwaway but absolute. The other ha, huh, do you think now it's going to be these pirates that rain hell upon Navarro for, that we've seen in the trailers where Mandos show up and it looks like a battle has taken place? Do you think it's the pirates versus the Empire at this point now that we know that grief has I mean, essentially... I can't think of anybody else who would want to, you know what I mean? Like, he's they have a reason to at this point. So, unless it's... Well, unless it's, it is the Empire. I mean, as soon as you start making money and there's there's... You know, things start going good. You know, that's when somebody's getting involved in the Pirates of the Empire wants right. their peace. I don't know. I'm, I'm leaning towards I don't know. Shard at this point, especially because Din and Grief have now killed many of his men. And Din mm -hmm. made him look like a fool by mm -hmm. essentially leaving. So, yeah, he's going to want revenge. Yeah, I, I think that's who is actually going to rain And he's coming hell. back for IG. So at some yep. point. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And and when is Skeleton Crew supposed to come out? Do we it's know? supposed Do we to come out this year, man. But we'll, we'll talk about more now we got some of the panels list. I think I have a sharper idea of when Ahsoka is going to drop. And Skeleton okay. Crew may be like a late winter Boba Fett style release at this point. Okay, in time. So I could see them teasing that and yeah. then leaving that as like a hanging uh, plot that, that picks up there for sure. Yeah, Dr. Awesome. awesome. And, and that's another thing. With these pirates now, Hondo, in my mind, is definitely on the table in some capacity. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, totally. I, I, I think he would oh, be yeah. a, a great asset to any of these Mandoverse shows. He's definitely still in the picture. Uh, and he is he's like one of the perfect gray area characters in Star Wars. I mean, we've we met him in Clone Wars. He's been in Rebels. He sometimes helps the good guys. Sometimes he does pirate yep. stuff. Uh, he's, yep. he's just an interesting, morally gray I character. This feels like it's going to be, not to get too far off on a tangent, but this feels like it's going to be a very, um, and I don't mean this in a bad way, Disney-fied adventure that's somewhere in between, like, let's say, Rebels and 
you know, Mandalorian. Like it's going to be like your kid, the kids can watch it and they're the star and they might be a little precocious who the hell knows, but like it's could be fun. Like Hondo works perfectly into that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like as being like the ass, their ally against the pirates. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone, like, if you're not Skeleton Crew 100%, those of you are like, oh, yeah, it's kind of Goonies meets Star Wars, you're pretty much spot on, except they're going to have an adult versus just an older brother as their caretaker. All right, good stuff. Okay, so my my final top moment was the Bo-Katan rundown, more so than just her. It was... I liked getting the info dump that, hey, over the past two years, she's lost. Her. There she is. Trevor's got her on camera, the lovely Hot Toys version of Miss Sackoff. But, you know, we, we, we learned some key information. She's like, listen, I, I, I'm no longer trying to take, retake Mandalore. My fucking squad has left me because I failed in my quest for the Darksaber. Boo hoo hoo. You're the guy now. If you want them to help you, just wave your little wiener around and they will come follow you. But I, I enjoyed it just for getting those those updates, plus more on the, hey, the children of the watch, they're the ones that fucked everything up. And, uh, you know, it's always nice to see Katie. I like the, the wigs much better this season, I, I yes, have definitely. to say. Okay. Uh, Here's my take on that scene. All right. Not on the whole scene, but the way she's playing it. She's hanging around, doing nothing in her armor. There's nobody around her. Oh, all my people left me because, you know, I didn't come back with that saber. Right. So why don't you go and like you said, wave it around and they'll follow you anywhere. And as he's leaving, it's goodbye, Din Djarin. Not take, you know, see you later. Good luck, whatever. Goodbye. As if she's setting them I up. I think something's getting set up. Go wave it around in front of them so that I can follow you there and challenge you in front of everybody <laughs> and take that from you. I think she's setting something up, man. I think she wants that thing. I think she wants to be, you know, I don't know if she wants to do it for, you know, personal reasons. Like she wants to be the hero. I think she's doing it for maybe altruistic reasons of her own, but I think, well, she, you know, as some she of her feels it's owed to her, you know, it's like, it's cute. my family. <laughs> yeah. She's one of those people. She, who who yeah. was it in like the game of Thrones? There's one family. Oh, it's my right. The, you know, Daenerys, it's my right. My family. Yeah, yeah. That, that's Bo yeah, Katan. Targaryens just felt like they, yeah, yeah they, we were there first. So we, own it's everything. my right. It's my rights. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, like I said, I think episode two is supposed to really put the bow and din adventure into clear focus. Okay. Uh, but I'm I, I I clearly think she is upset. That's obvious. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's upset to the point of she wants revenge and she does want to take it from him. Or maybe mm-hmm. like I was pitching, what I would like to see is a new understanding of the Darksaber lore by the end of the season where you don't you don't have to kill someone and take it. It can be gifted, granted, earned in other ways and and, oh. and, and people will buy into it. You know what I mean? OK, this is my prediction. Go. He's going to destroy the Darksaber. He's going to say enough of this yeah, bullshit. That, that, that's fine for enough me. Of the, enough of your bullshit with right. the religion, his people, with the helmet thing. Yes. Enough of that shit. Enough of your bullshit with this worshiping the sword. Right. Let's bust that all open and become one people. This is ridiculous. Let's stop this yeah, shit. Yeah, well, that's because so. I, I think we said something similar. Maybe it was Nick last week, but we're like, if you really analyze 
their their fantasies and the lore around the dark saber that that style of honoring the dark saber has brought them nothing but death pain and destruction yeah yeah the wrong it gets the wrong person's hands and everything goes they need they need to reevaluate how they treat the dark saber and i like that idea just fucking get rid of it and start anew Throw it into Mount Doom and uh, and you're done. <laughs> the 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 mines of Mandalore is where they're going to throw. Mandalore, right? that's right. He'll uh, have to fight the uh, some giant. Oh, maybe it's the Mythosaurus in the caves or whatever. Do you, you, you know that thing's coming? The the Mythosaur <laughs> is coming. You it's, not yeah, it, it, it'll it'll awaken just just like the Balrog. I'm telling you, there there <laughs> is going to be a Mythosaur in this season. It just they they they've set it up too well. Um, sure. All right. Before we get into some of the Easter eggs and crap, uh, I'm just going to go through some of my what I like to call "huh." Uh, first, huh? That was the largest gathering of live action Mandos we've ever seen. Correct? Like th- th- that's never been done before. So even yep. though they couldn't collectively take down a space croc, it was still cool to see a lot of practical sets of armor out there, a lot of mix mash clan mm-hmm. colors. And we're probably only going to see more of that, if not bigger gatherings, which is exciting. Um, Grief's cape why droids. Has cho- why has nobody chosen to like shine up there? Is it well? Not everybody has Beskar though, so I guess like, yeah, the, the full Beskar. But nobody's chosen to buy, shine up their Beskar. Like I, like dude, after like if if Din walked through with his drip, and I was a regular Mando, and mine was all <laughs> painted and matted out, I'd be like, fuck. Hey, you, Damn. come here, sand this shit off and let's shine exactly. this stuff up. Cause that exactly. looks anybody have any, uh, nail way polish? more fresh than this, this dull brown <laughs> shit I'm wearing. <laughs> um, grease cape droids, fucking killer. I love, love it. That. Love it. Love it. And I mean, the handshake, which was very much. Very close to. Fire. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I trust me. I, I, I almost was going to put that in my references breakdown, but they don't do the. The nah, full arm they shake, they, they, they do like a full on arm wrestling <laughs> type of handshake. But I'm, I, I, I felt the same way. I was like, damn, that, that's a very, you a son nod. of a bitch type of moment for sure. Yeah, it was a slight nod. Though. But those cape droids, like They're only awesome. grief cargo would have that. And it was fucking awesome. It was He's- the best. He's high magistrate a- high magistrate right <laughs> yes i'm the droid yes sorry high magistrate. god carl the, weathers the little, is, is the little a gem. candies on the desk and everything uh, and the tracks yeah. and his maps well, and hey s- very- stick sticking with grief my other half for him his response to grogu's name he, he was like oh yeah sure whatever you yeah. say like like yeah, everyone yeah, okay, else okay. i mean that, that you know that was favreau putting it in there because he knew everyone was going to react the same way when he named yeah. baby yoda but grief's like oh yeah sure whatever you say dude <laughs> like 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 din was lying to him yeah. um we talked about the school on navarro for skeleton crew vain as a new antagonist yep got that um, the Anzalan and Grogu bit set up for the IG-11 leak. I think we, we touched on that. Shard species How- seems to be new, at least from my research. Who's? Uh, uh, Gorian oh, yeah. Shard, the, the yeah, pirate yeah, yeah. king. Uh, go ahead. You, you had a thought. Uh, how did you feel about the... Uh, I mean, somebody was saying it was very... Uh, uh, Maybe it's he's a dad now, so it's a dad joke. But that that's using your head. Oh, great! I mean, did, like I, I kind of put in my review <laughs> I a little bit. I but little. that's that's what we're that's what we grew up with. I was like, listen, we were getting on brand '80s and '90s action movies humor throughout this episode. 
And I was okay. Yeah. I was down with that because that 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 was an Arnold line, man. You know, you know, Arnold has all sorts of lines like that from back in the eighties yeah. in Commando. Uh, what did I you see? Know. Somebody said like, oh, what was this? Was on Kevin Was it like he never got? You know, um, Apollo Creed never got like of the bronze. You know, bust statue. Yeah, right. Like this, like, uh, like, oh, here's the Apollo Creed bronze bust statue. Takes out the droid, uh, knocks him out. <laughs> uh, I did. I mean, yeah. I, I was, I was there for that, that old school, really dry, as you called it, dad type of humor. The way he delivers it just doesn't come off because he's just <laughs> such a serious. Yeah, th- that's the thing. Like, I, Din delivering it probably head. wasn't the best guy. <laughs> yeah, because he, he is very monotone for the most part, unless yeah. he's in an, like an actual action moment. Yeah. Um, I, I briefly touch on this, but like I said, I, I kept wanting to, yeah, armor, it could be Rook cast, but they're, they're literally called the children of the watch. And I think sometimes we have to take things at face value. So if that is the case, I'm now kind of repositioning that both Paz and the armorer are probably literal children of Death Watch members, if not Pre Vizsla, Rookcast, the Gar Saxons, like the real bad ones that definitely did lead to the definitive fracturing of Mandalorian culture, because right. they're the ones that allowed ultimately the Empire to come in. So do you suppose that, because, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I, there's a lot of little details and stuff that I missed, but like, not in this episode, but in a lot of things. But did this this cult that is as Bo calls it with them and the, the the removing not removing the helmets, they never named that, right? That's not like that. There, there wasn't a name for that group, right? That it's only the, been named in Mandalorian, and and they're calling it or Bo calls it Children of the Watch. But yeah, that was okay, that wasn't so that featured Children in Children of the Watch. That's that's yes, Armors Armors Clan. They are the Children of the Watch. Okay. Okay. So all right. So. But at the time of when thing, well, no, that was past it. That was after it fell. They were still around, but they, but they kind of sided with the Vizslas and stuff. Sided with the Empire. No, uh, not not Vizsla was dead by dead by then. Saxon, Rookcast, and and a few Maldalorians and Super Commandos. They, I'm sorry, the Maldalorians became the Imperial Super Commandos. But Saxon was the right. main. The main Mandalorian leader, once Maul died or right, right, went away, right, right. Th- that that lined up with the em- with the Empire. So, at what point? I mean, that cult must have come about after she took power, or took the took the Dark See, Sword, and you know, just 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 spitballing it. I would assume it's, the reason it's the Death Watch, but they they suddenly got more cultish. Correct, because the the and, whole and reason started like we're not never going to take our armor off. We're such warriors that we're right. never going to take you're, our. You're armor getting off. there. You're getting there. The the reason Death Watch formed in the first place on on the moon. I don't know if it was Concord Dawn, but they were on a moon led by Previs mm-hmm. and Bo Katan. Like they, those were the leaders. They broke away from Duchess Satine Kreese because she was taking Mandalore in a pacifistic direction. Yeah. They yeah. wanted to maintain the warrior roots, but as we know from Rebels and Mando, Death Watch did not adhere to this new creed they would take their helmets off for sure so i'm thinking children of the watch is a is as you said an extreme reaction to what happened to death watch after the splintering from maul and the empire coming in they're like fuck it we we got to go even more hardcore which is a perfect allegory for religion man like you know what i mean like it, it, it can get to that point like if you if something happens to you and you kind of fall apart like let's get even more yeah and, and as kids watching like oh break. shit everything's falling apart our parents they weren't warrior enough or 
they weren't creed like enough so yeah we got to take it to the next level more rules to be like yeah uh uh-huh that's that's why i'm I'm starting to think armor may not exactly be rook cast but a cast a saxon a a a descendant of those early death watch people and i mean like right they had the horns so and she's got the horns which is like a holdover maybe that's a subsect of it or something or yeah well i mean if if she is a saxon or a cast those two in particular were like mall fanatics they want and broke okay. him out of prison when Dooku and Insidious right, right, locked right. him up yeah. and brought him back to Mandalore. So, right, right, um, right. yeah, they they were diehard. Yep, for uh, sure. All right, a lot of people in the chat today. Trevor, Trevor brings some new faces. You gotta like it. We dig it. Chaos is in here. Tones, Doctor Awesome. Jared's here. Nate's here. Look at that. Nate Strong. Nope. Cloud Foxwell, like I said. Okay, here we go. Uh, my last ha. We talked about Ragnar is Vizsla's kid, or at least his family. And Ragnar, again, that's the name of the kid, played by Wesley Kimmel, nephew of Jimmy Kimmel, who also played the young Tuscan in Book of Boba. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So let's Ragnar. Ragnar. It's a good name. Viking name for sure. Anyone yeah, anyone watch Vikings with Ragnar Lothbrook? Did you ever check that out? No, I didn't watch Vikings. I watched uh, the last, uh, what was it called? The last, uh... oh, shit. Can't think of what that one's called. The the one that was takes place in in England, early England when the Vikings had come over and got me. Eh, whatever. Anyway, so no. cha- changing gears with this episode, dude. Let, let, let's go through some of the Easter eggs references and that big nod to Star Wars Rebels that we saw here uh, in this episode. Sorry again for those on the stream. No screenshots this week. Last week was a grind on Wednesday. I mean, I, I went from. 5 a.m. till about 5.30 p.m. without taking a break. I may have peed myself, shatted myself to save <laughs> some time. Um, but here we go. Last Kingdom is what All Nate for you saying. people. All for you people. That's right. All for you, you hundreds of people. Um, okay, so some of the Easter eggs I caught here. Luckily, I, I wrote down my list. So right off the bat, she brought her Mythosaur trinket with her, right? All of us collectors, we can relate to the armor. That's the one thing yep. she has taken every fucking location we've seen her, and it's back in the cave. Hold a lot to pack. Yeah. It's a big fucking Mythosaur, too. They should melt that yeah. thing down if it's best car, because there's some good metal oh, really? in there. Uh, Ragnar, that's Wes Kimmel. We talked about it. Uh, getting the green trunk, the, the green chunk of glass. That's like the first time that we've seen glassed Mandalore in live action, like an actual yeah. piece of glass mind, Mandalore. We, we've heard about it. Boba Fett talked about it in season two. Mandalore has been glassed, right. so on and so forth. But now we've actually seen a tangible mm. chunk. Uh, the big one here. And the one I'm just like, wow, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy they did this. The, the Pergil. Uh, oh, yeah. During yeah, hyperspace. Yeah. Now, do you think that was done because Grogu was kind of reaching out and they could sense the force? Or was that just coincidental? We're filming this hyperspace route at this time. Grogu's awake. Daddy's asleep. And he happens mm-hmm. to see the, the Pergils for the first time. Or do you think they so, were they're making themselves known to him because he is such a, a, a force energy? I think it's probably somewhere in between. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe he can see them and sense them, 
I mean, they're not there all the time in hyperspace. No, right? I mean, that's how they no. travel, but they're not always there. So I mean, they're they're, they're the reason sleep. why this universe has hyperspace. I'm I'm not sure right. if anyone remembers that. That that's how yep. they learn that this is a possibility through the whales. And you're right, they don't create the hyperspace lanes, but they they kind of live within them and and can live float them, right. in and out. And I'm not I'm not saying only he could see them. I just felt like kind of like how Ezra had such a strong connection to them and essentially called them mm-hmm. to save him and take him so and draw him out. It wasn't a coincidence. You're saying in, in yeah, time. Yeah, it's like they could they could sense they this being this this strong force energy mm-hmm. in one of the lanes, and yeah. they were just kind of like dolphins do with a boat, just kind of coming up and, yeah. and and checking it out. I also think, from a storytelling standpoint, I think they're going to start to start to probably sprinkle in some of these rebels myths and, and well, legends yeah, and stuff I, like I, that. I and, think that's why these were yeah, shown off. You're going to have to get a whole new audience. It's yes. going to be like Guardians of the Galaxy, like Guardians of the what? Who the hell are these people? You know, they don't, nobody, people, I mean, people don't watch the Clone Wars. Forget about Rebels. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, no, you're right. I'll never get my wife to watch Rebels. Like if she'll watch the Mandalorian, she'll, she'll I'll tell her who these people are. But you'll never get the backstory of all these whales and wolves and you know, it's like, forget totally. about it. So you got to like start to sprinkle some of this in if you're ever going to go back to that. And I, I can't see how you can't go back to some of that when you're going after Ezra and he literally well, wrote th- away. That, that's what know? I mean. So I, I think you're spot on. I, 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 this was not by accident. I, I do think there's a connection to Grogu, but it, but it also narratively is planting the seeds like, hey, these things, they're going to be a little bit more in your face important to like Ahsoka or skeleton crew. And we're talking about getting into the unknown regions and cause that, I mean, they are the things that took Ezra and Thrawn out of the star Wars galaxy into wherever the fuck they've been. So yes, we need to know more about them. And and I think this was a good first introduction to a lot of casual fans. I'm wondering how they're going to do that with the, if, if they're going to go back to the, and I can't see again, how they're not going to, but the world between worlds, like I'd, that's going to be a tricky one for people, man. Oh, the, going to be, the wow or the WBW. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Cause if you were, I don't know if you remember when they did the final season of clone wars, they, they mm-hmm. cherry picked like 14 episodes and they're like, Hey, if you've never seen the clone wars before, watch these, watch this playlist and, and oh, you'll, really? be, you'll be good. So I'm wondering if they mm-hmm. may, may do something similar. Like, Hey, those that, aren't quite Probably as should. goofy as Matt. Uh, you may want to check out episode X, Y, and Z just, just to get yeah. a little in the know. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, there, I, I, we're talking now the scene where they first land on Navarro and they're walking through the town. There's a 99 droid chilling. There's a Jabba mm-hmm. chef droid. I'm sure everyone saw him mm-hmm. because he was so prominent in the book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. We got the Kowakian space monkeys, the IG-11 statue, um, the Hydean way, believe it or not, when, when grief was, was like, oh, yeah, I'm so glad we're, we're going to be accepted in the Hydean way and so on and so forth. That was actually a reference to a Clone Wars episode with Plo Koon, and they had to go in and protect the, the Hydean way because it was such an important route for, for trade and, and, and transport, okay. so on and so forth. So that, that was a nice reference. 
um, we yeah, hey. I was surprised the monkeys were still hanging out there. Like uh, I would have thought they were like just going out in the wild. Like they're, well, they're free to they're free to remember, be now. Nobody's cooking them anymore. I was gonna say, so. good. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because if you remember in season one, they they weren't hanging anywhere. They were in cages getting ready to be cooked. So, but, I, but I'm thinking like they're kind of like they're like New York City pigeons. It's like it's like you know what I mean. Now at this point, it's like well, we're not gonna eat them anymore. But like they're yeah. a pain in the ass. Let's get rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> so now, now, now they just hang out in the tree and, and heads as we walk by taunt and people and, and throw shit. <laughs> at him and laugh at him like they would laugh at, at, at C-3PO. Yeah. Um, so, you know, everyone was kind of wondering how are they going to handle the, the, the care thing? Well, we, we, they handled it as they handled it. It's just like, yeah. hey, for those of you that haven't paid attention to uh, political news in any in the past two or three years, mm-hmm. where's Kara? Oh, she's special forces now. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Ah. And everybody's like saying like, oh, maybe they'll do something with her in like comic books or something. I'm like, I, I think that's a likeness rights thing. So I said, maybe she'll start doing the Dengar thing and just cyborging there herself. There you go. To yeah, the yeah. You the, can't the, recognize her anymore. Just mishmasher. <laughs> exactly. Um, the Vane Pirate, like I said, named after a real world famous pirate, Charles Vane. Look him up. Mm. He's a real guy. Yeah, he showed sure. up in Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Wasn't uh, that Blackbeard? Was that his actual name or was that? Well, you know else? what? Um, that show, wasn't there a pirate show for a few seasons? Black Sails or something like that? Yeah. But, you know, yeah, Charles yeah, yeah. Vane is a character on that show for sure. Oh, OK. OK. Um, OK. It sounds it sounds very familiar. I'm going to look it up. All right. Other, I know Blackbeard had an actual name. but okay. It yep. could it could be. I just I just know he is legit. Everyone's popping chubbies over your. Um, oh no, that was Edward Teach. Was y- your one six scale collection, Trevor. Everyone is vigorously masturbating over it right now. So they dig. <laughs> they dig it. How many shelves do you have? Details. I have five, six, seven, eight. And are you? Nine, do you limit like how many figures per shelf? Do you have a a cap? Can't anymore, man. I can't. I got to cram them in there. Right. I've got pack shelves over here, which are. What's okay? What's the most hot toys you've jammed in the one Detolf shelf? Detolf, yeah, Uh, uh, probably the um, the bounty hunters. I had them all in there at one point. So I've got them all. More than eight. The Empire. That's how many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, six. Okay, yeah, I've and it and it's crammed, man. I mean, I'm I'm doing the same. Five, yeah, I'm I'm doing the same. I, I only have four shelves. I definitely need to go. Add a fifth, but at this point, I, I'm already having this stack at least six, if I can, eight per shelf. Yeah, I know some some people do like 120 bucks. Yeah, now. fuck that. 120 bucks. Yeah, you people that are able to display like one or two figures per shelf, good for you. That I, oh, I, I just, I, there's no way. There's no way. All right, back on track here. Uh, we talked about the IG11 Terminator reference. That was cool. We got the Anzellans, a nod to the sequel trilogy. Um, Kalavala was actually um, featured, discussed in the Clone Wars. This is the first time we are seeing it in live action, though. Um, they, they they discuss it because it is it, it's the home of Clan Krees, so it it has been in lore oh, okay. before right. today. And then the end our references and eggs for this episode here. Um, Bo gave us the Sundari mention. 
which is the dome city that we've seen featured in Rebels and Clone Wars and the one that we get to see blown up in the Book of Boba Fett during the Night of a Thousand Tears, a.k.a. the Purge. So that's where they're headed. It does not seem like they're going to get the Mandalore quite yet. Like I said, it seems like Episode 2, we're heading to everyone's favorite, familiar, overly used location. I'll leave it at that. I think you can kind of figure out uh, which one that is. Um, we'll be touching in with a f- favorite character of mine for sure. I love her. Uh, I really had no, yeah, I, like, oh, yeah. I had no clue that that Amy Sedaris looks the way she did. Like I saw her like pictures from the the premiere, and she mm-hmm. looks nothing like Pelimoto. Like they they really no, she, that little fro wig completely changes the way she looks. She's I won't go off on it, but her brother is um, David Sedaris, who's a hilarious writer, like essayist. Like, fucking hilarious. If you ever get the chance to go see him live, hilarious. Pick up any of his books, especially audiobooks. The way he reads is great. But he's, uh, she's uh, his sister, and he describes her as a, as, a, as a young girl, like, just thinking about acting. She would go in and, like, put in, put, like, a pregnant suit on and then, like, put all this makeup on that looked like she was just beat to shit. You know what I mean? And just go out in public and just like watch people look at her like, Oh my God, that poor woman. No, I I just, she's wacky. She is wacky and she, you know, strangers with candy. She was crazy. And yeah, she's great, man. I think she's great for that. part. I love love that character. I fucking love it. And actually, if you remember, I just did a rewatch, but in, in book of Boba Fett towards the end where they get blown off like her little, uh, rickshaw, and she spits out yeah. a tooth. That was all her. Like she, she, she grabbed a tic tac from someone on set, and she's like, "That's that's what yeah, I'm she's saying. like. That's I'm just her. gonna try Love this." Body. And they kept it. Like yeah, they they kept body. that take. <laughs> she is a she loves that body. Humor. Yeah, she like, is a gem, man. She is a gem. All right, so that is that. That's our deep dive into the Mandalorian season three, episode one, the apostate. Uh, like I said. Tomorrow, episode two coming out. This one, we don't really have to predict because if you want to, you can go out and get a full-on plot recap because of people saw it at the premiere. But it does sound like episode two is is going to narrow the the focus even more, in particular with, with Bo and Din. We should be getting, like I said, seeing the growth that's been talked about with Grogu. And as one outlet is reporting... The biggest, if not the only jump scare in all of Star Wars is coming down in episode two. So here we go. Do we know a runtime for this one? Uh, yes, it is going to be a little bit longer than the first, but not much. I believe it's 42. So with credits, we're, we're probably looking at like 37, 36 total minutes. Take it. I'll tell yeah, you. it's, you know, we're goddamn man. I, I remember the 70s and 80s. We used to crank out. They used to crank out hour long shows. I mean, okay, which we're granted, we're only forty minutes with commercials, I guess. Well, so. I would, st- but you're right though. True. We're we're still coming in under forty minutes because with with intro yeah. and how long the fucking credits are, dude. We're we're talking yeah. even a forty two minute runtime. But you get a season of eighteen episodes though. Yeah, <laughs> the whole season well, ran, from dude. Some, sometimes like, twenty four episodes. Like before everything, yeah. the world blew up and streamers showed up. You're right. Network TV would be usually yeah. twenty to twenty four episodes total. September until the Christmas, right? Season. Take a and break. They took a break and it started up in February and then ended in May. Summer yeah. and then you had summer replacements yep, and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, and that, all that's gone, obviously, because of streaming. I, I don't know if it's bad, but 
we are, you know, we, we, we're getting shortchanged, damn it. I want my 43-minute runtime because that's typically what a TV show was if you took out the commercials. It was about 42, 43 minutes. Um, yep. But, yeah, I don't – I mean, Andor seemed to really kind of stick to – that 40 plus 50 minute runtime. And, and I like that. Those felt nice and long, but I guess the trade off there is you only get two seasons. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, true enough. And, and the way Favreau's talking, uh, Mando could go on forever. And I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah. I don't like when things are so open, but as a star Wars nut and the, and as much as I love Mando, I'm okay so far with him saying this shit ain't ending anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> I'd like to see it culminate in like a, I don't want it to, you know, Equival, equivocated to it, but like a, in a, an end game type of thing, yeah, like you know, which is what they're talking that, about with all the shows sort of coming together, and then something happening, and then maybe an epilogue season, and then I don't know. Bye bye. <laughs> you know, maybe we'll see you in a movie or something. As long future. as the Mandalorian, when it's all said and done, doesn't lost itself in terms of I mean, mm-hmm. Lost was a fucking fantastic show. Oh yeah, fantastic. Exactly. I stuck with it till the end. In the end, is yeah. like, did you guys really know what you were doing? Did you really know no, what you were fucking doing? No, you didn't. And and this is what we ended up. I with. think, I think everybody, you know, second, first, end of the first season, into the second season. Oh, I think they're dead. And I think they tried to like, no, 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 right. No, well, no, the writer's strike us. fucked that show Damn hardcore. Yes, I mean, <laughs> that that writer's strike was no good for Lost. Uh, Heroes no, got got blown away by that writer's strike too. Uh, Remember? Such a yeah, that was another show. It was, was great, and then it oh came back God. and it was fucking garbage. Sucks. And see you later. Yeah. All right, how about some Bad Batch, dude? I mean, like I said, we after episode nine and 10 bad batch was, was getting a little mundane. We were all kind of like, Hey, let, let, let's get things back on track. Let's start funneling towards the overarching plot and sure as shit. As I feared episode 11, AKA metamorphosis did exactly that did exactly that. I mean, it, it um, in my opinion, since I'm rambling, I'll just, I'll start with my mini review. Yeah, please here. go first. Cause it's been so long. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, um, you know, Trevor, I really enjoyed this episode because like I said, it, it felt like it finally turned this yeah. season towards its overarching end game. There's a very clear focus. Now the bad batch, they, they know what they need to do. The empire has a renewed interest in Omega, which is just going to bring the Bad Batch closer. Kaminoans. Yeah, Kaminoans yep. going to bring the Bad Batch closer to the empire, which is going to bring them closer to Crosshair. And we're going to have mm-hmm. some big shit going down over these final yep. six episodes. So I, I dug it. I, I, obviously, the the Zillow Beast was an awesome callback to the Clone Wars and in, in a in a story thread from there. Uh, but I, I like this new Dr. Hemlock. I liked getting back to Tantus. I liked getting some insights into this facility and the fact that he just came out and said, like, listen, this is all for fucking Palpatine. I mean, they, they didn't even fuck yeah. around. They're just like, this yeah. is Palpatine's experiments. Yeah. We're here for him. We're going to do whatever he wants. Yeah. So they, yeah. they just laid it out. For those that don't really understand what, what may go down at Tantus, it was kind of just brought out there, laid on the table. It's a cloning facility. They need Nala say to unlock the magic to do whatever Palpatine wants her to do. And we know he, he wants her to start cloning him essentially. So I, I was, this is going to be really interesting. Really? Yeah, interesting Cause I, I mean, dude, we're, we're still, 
they're trying to lead towards the sequels. Obviously. You know what I mean? And like tie that all up and make it nice and neat, which it isn't. And, and they did it. They, uh, they've already planted some of these seeds in the comic books. I talked about a year or two ago where Vader. And in the games, yeah, right? Vader, went, games. Vader goes to Exegol and sees that the Emperor has this this bastion and he's building up these these clone experiments and, and all these Star Destroyers. So. Um, yeah, but to, to think that he's been working on the clone program by the time we actually see cloned Palpy in um, Rise of Skywalker, uh, 60 years or so, you know, 30, yeah. 39 years from from Jedi to yeah. the sequels. And then just that's smart, man. Get get your retirement plan started yeah, early, ahead, you know, when you're young. Well, <laughs> y- you know, if you think about Palpatine, the one thing he's a huge narcissist. So he he probably oh, yeah. never thought he was going to lose, especially after he had all these big wins. Like the guy, everything went to plan up until Death Star 2 and Luke Skywalker figuring out that he is a Skywalker. Yep. Chess master. So yep. he probably was like, hey, yeah, go ahead. Start doing this shit, but I'm fucking Sheev. We'll be good. We got time. No rush. And, and obviously... Right. There's a good chance that Nala say either kills herself or the Bad Batch does something which would further delay the Empire's progress. So there's there's things right. unseen Have to happen there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I just I like this episode mainly for that. It, it, it finally it got off the pot, if you, you know, for lack of a better phrase yes, there. Exactly. And it was like, listen, exactly. even the Bad Batch, they talked to Sid. You could tell they're they're pretty much done with her, but they know they can't just ditch her because of everything she yeah. knows about them. So they kind of set that up. The Omega Mm -hmm. is now hunted again, which was a huge plot thread from season one, which is clearly going to get uh, Crosshair back into the mix and the Bad Batch closer to taking on the Empire. I mean, Hunter, the guy that's been hesitant to fighting back, was the one who's like, yo, Mm -hmm. we just learned this shit about his name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Despite he's like, listen, we just learned about the Zillow beast. They're cloning the motherfucker. Who knows if they're going to use it in armor on ships or armor in their troops? We need to tell right. Rex and Echo. So that's the first time Hunter was like, we need to engage with the freedom fighters. So that's why right. I, I dug this episode. Do you remember enough of it now yeah. to drop any? Yeah, thoughts? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming back. It's coming back. <laughs> but you know what? I I I just wish the only thing. Uh, oh, can we? First of all, side note, did you see his Hot Toys, uh, Tech and, and Wrecker? Yeah, I, I was pissed. I usually like to do a, a cheap little reel to make a dollar or two. I did not get that out, but yeah, I think they look great. Oh, so good. Anyway, um, I would I would love if they, I'm not really sure because I know it's, it's Dave and I know it's, you know, it's a cartoon that's meant to be, you know, sort of all ages, although they're getting a little more violent than they used to in Rebels and, and Clone Wars. Yeah, I would, um, I would say so. But just like there should, I feel like at least in every other episode, there should be something that ties into the thread, even if it's an outside thing. You know what I mean? I'm thinking the way, you know, like speaking of Dungeons and Dragons, the way some of these guys weave these stories in and out and like something you don't think that is related to this suddenly comes back and like, oh, my God, that's why they went there. And that, and finding that stuff in the mind led to this, which let you know what I mean? Like, but there's it doesn't feel like there's a lot of that going on. It feels like here's I, I don't filler story, but like. I mean, I don't know what to call it. It's just like it's a side story. There's some character yeah, they, a little they, bit of they've been involvement self-contained, there, you know, standalone. Yeah. I mean, nine and ten for sure were probably the biggest offenders to that. Yeah, and you know, I, yeah. I was wiggling trying to 
not say filler. And you're like, oh yeah, but they did come to this realization. So there was some character growth. They got the Marauder Side back. So there's story, that character. Yeah, but but this episode if there's enough character growth to it. But like this this brought it back on track and like oh okay all right this is this is what we're talking about here yeah Omega like what is what is she where you know she's what's what's she, what's she the key to well you know that, that's I mean? we got to remind everyone the reason they want her the reason she's so important is a Nala has affection for her it's like her kid but B Omega is the only uh, sample left outside of Boba of the untarnished. Uh, Django Fett jizz for a mm-hmm. it is it is a Star Wars time show after all. <laughs> um, okay, so top moments from this episode. I, I kind of talked about this one, but I really enjoyed the info dump on Tantus from the Doctor about. Yeah, Doctor Hemlock's a little too on the nose, but like that's okay. Is that a reference to something? Because well, just the Hemlock, just Hemlock right. in terms of you know, yeah. Um, a little, little bit, but, but um, we'll, we'll talk about who voiced him. By the way, he's a he's a guy from oh, yeah. from another show on or an HBO show. Some of you probably got into, but I just oh, as good. I said, I I, I like that info dump. I, I like that character. It seems like do you kind of feel like Hemlock is going to take over for Rampart in terms of he's going to be like our new antagonist for the Bad Batch? Yeah, yeah, he could be. And yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Like, it's an interesting character. Cause he's very. You know, kind of soft spoken, but evil but as fuck. Like you, you evil, can tell he's bad news. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of like hemlock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you. but you know, it tastes kind of yeah, good. Yeah, it, it looks nice. Tea, it you make a nice tea. Smells out of it, it's good, beautiful. but it's it's deadly. <laughs> no, that that is a great point. Uh, but you know, we were just talking about uh, we need we need bad batch to actually move things along or tie in, yeah. get some through lines, and and really that scene gave it to us. It checked back in on Nala say. You know, I, I, there's a part of me is like, oh, she probably was like, cool, I'll keep working. But no, she actually has morals and ethics. And she's like, fuck you. I'd rather rot in a cell than die that yeah. because you guys uh, extincted my race and mm-hmm. fuck you. It took that. Yeah, it right. Exactly. But just just when using them for, for yeah, the, yeah, the Palpatine stuff. I mean, that, anytime he's brought up and we get just a, a peek under the hood at his long game plans. I, I'm a fan of that type of shit. Yeah, uh, for sure. Up next, yeah. I, I thought the the attack on the Zillow beast was, was done well visually. I liked how it was a mix of kind of like some air combat with the, you know, empires and its clone forces and the Marauder. Uh, I liked, mm-hmm. the, you know, the lighting and the, and the laser rays coming out of the ship and you, you just got some good total King Kong. Oh, yeah. Homage oh, yeah. 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 I mean, didn't they do that before with something Pacific? This I mean, th- this one, I guess we could call this Kaiju more, more Pacific rim of an homage. Well, the King Kong was yes. book of Boba Fett when the Rancor climbs the tower. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. But he did, he did kind of the same thing. Wasn't he climbing and they were zooming around him and shooting at him and stuff like that in this one? They, right? they had him, I think they had him penned. He's on some power tower. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like on. sucking the energy and you had three yeah. lats kind of pen him in. And then the destroyer, the destroyer came in and, and shot the, uh, the, the, yeah. the numbing yeah, laser yeah, yeah, yeah. at But him. I think before that, just that scene where he was up yeah, there. Swatting that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, but all that looked great. I even like how it started very alien-esque on that transport ship and, at first, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you know, me, me good. being the dork I am, I'm like, is that 
Zillow beast. It doesn't look like it, but it's got flat feet and the, and the fact that it's chewing on power. I was like, nah, maybe it's not. And then when yeah. it starts growing and tech's like, oh, hey, by the way, this is the thing that attacked Coruscant. I was like, no shit. They, they're finally paying off on that because if, if people forget, in the Clone Wars, I think this was at least a one or two episode arc with the Zillow beast. And the reason it makes it back to Coruscant is because Palpatine <laughs> wanted it there so he could get a sample to clone it to use for cloning purposes. So they finally paid off on that all these years later that that Zillow beast we saw, the little baby, was a clone version of the Zillow beast that was featured in the Clone Wars. So okay. talk about a through line. That's that that, so that was a major one. I'm trying to figure out what the is he but he just wants more lightning power. Well, no, the, the Zillow beast. I don't know if you. It's <laughs> essentially essentially Go. impervious. Like you can't you can't shoot okay. it. Like laser bolts don't affect it. Um, I can't. So he thinks he's going to work a little of that into his next. Well, well uh, that or uh, you know maybe he was using it or maybe they would use it in in like ship armor or stormtrooper armor something like that to give his forces. Yeah, you might want to do that with stormtrooper armor because that seems completely worthless at this point. So. <laughs> exactly, it it stops nothing. What is, what is that? Durasteel. Durasteel is bullshit compared to Beskar. It is. Yeah, it's like it's like tin. Yeah, you might as well not even. Why even? You're right. Why did the fuck? Why did they even invest a budget? for stormtrooper armor when you can get shot in your elbow and you're dead you know what i mean like yeah it, it's like the light leather armor of the medieval exactly you know I mean? these guys are out in chain mail yeah. and like i got a little leather tunic yeah i got yeah, like, yeah i might dead. stop one of your bronze <laughs> knives because it'll bend but that's about it <laughs> yeah that's, that's that's see that's another hey it's just sci-fi type of thing exactly um, yeah and then last hot moment from this episode, the uh, Omega Nalase setup. That that is big because, like I said, that that's revisiting a season one narrative. That was a big one. Remember, they they wanted to get her back because Lama Sue would be like, "Well, look, we 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 can still make awesome clones. Keep us. Don't right. go to conscripted." But now they're going to use right. it as a kind of as a bargaining chip with Nalase. Uh, hey, mm -hmm. we got Omega. We're going to fuck her up unless you work for us. And that to mm -hmm. me is just going to funnel things towards this season's end game on Tantus. And that's literally, I think the name of the episode, it's something like Mount Tantus or return to Tantus. Something oh, Tantus wow. is the final episode of this season. Okay. Um, but tomorrow, bad batch. This is the one we've been talking about for a few weeks now. It has to be, this has to be the one where D Bradley Baker, the guy that voices them all. He did an mm -hmm. interview Trevor and he's like, listen, there is a, a kind of a crosshair focused episode coming up in the third quarter right. of this season. That is a standout. Mm -hmm. It was his personal mm. favorite of the episode. And, and he kind of uh, made me believe that we're going to see crosshair do something that we may not expect that may, you know, shed some more light on where he's headed in terms of sticking with mm -hmm. the empire or maybe getting back and realizing like, Oh, they just, Threw Rampart under the bus. They're throwing all the clones under yeah. the bus. When is it going to be my turn? Exactly. I was, was going to say, they've been setting up that crack for a while. That's That crack's been like threading up further so and further and further. Do you, do you think... Do you think now knowing that the Empire doesn't trust clones or they pretend they don't trust them so they can get rid of them mm -hmm. in the eyes of the Senate and the galaxy, do you think they tap Crosshair to find Omega or do they go for one of those other true believers like we saw a few episodes back 
that uh, chewed on that electric death tooth to kill himself. Well, I mean, from a narrative standpoint, or do they go bounty like, hunter? If this is the next episode, and we've got six episodes left. Yeah. So we'd have five after no, this. We, no, lot. we have five total. Include, five including less, so tomorrow. So, so five total. Four, including, tomorrow. including a double ending, which is probably going to be like, you know, boom, boom, like the Clone Wars ended, like the, you know, the last two episodes, whatever. Um, I mean, it seems a little early, but like I would think something's going to make him crack. And maybe it's it, maybe it's Omega. Maybe they do send him after Omega, and ultimately right. it seems a little trite. Right. But she does something to snap him out of it. You know, something about her or her being hurt. Maybe she is captured. He brings her in, and something at that point snaps him or something like that. I don't know. But I mean, again, it seems trite. So I don't know if they would do that or not. And then, what's the rest of the season if there's no danger for Omega? Like, I mean, where are we? Well, yeah, I don't. Going? I'm not saying there's got to be a little bit of a rescue right. of her over a course of a couple episodes. I, I have a feeling that's towards the end. I have a feeling by episode 14, she is going to be captured and 15 and 16, the two part finale. That's what I think. That, that's yeah, going to so. be. So I, I think tomorrow in 12, that is going to be the crosshair episode. And it may just be focused on him. Just nothing him. about yeah. Omega. Maybe, maybe we pick up and, and kind of figure out what he's been doing after the clones have essentially been thrown under the bus. Ramparts locked yeah, up. True. So we'll catch up in an episode 13. Maybe he is. But I wonder why that's his favorite. I wonder what makes that his favorite. The, I mean, obviously he couldn't go into it. He just said, listen, this is a, it's a standout episode of the season. Crosshair is probably my favorite guy. And fans are going to be hopefully as impressed as I was with this episode. Uh, maybe he's overselling. But this this should be a banger on Wednesday or whenever you're listening to this little show. It it yeah. was a banger. Usually, I mean, if it's like if you're a voice actor or something, there was something in it that made you stretch or had to do something right. Some some dramatic work in there. So there's got to be something going on, maybe with you know, yeah, just the character. So um, tomorrow, trip. if if you all are like me and you can't help yourself and you need to watch this stuff as soon as possible. It sounds like we're in for an even bigger treat than we got last week from both the Mandalorian and the Bad Batch. It, we Same. episode two and episode twelve here should be ridiculous. So strap in, get prepared. Bef- before <laughs> we leave Bad Batch, we'll rattle off a few of the Easter eggs and references. I, I, I said this already, but anyone born in the seventies or eighties or even before that. I don't care. When, when, when you saw the opening moment of Bad Batch, you had to get alien vibes. I mean, it, it, I almost felt like yeah. we were looking at the Nostromo. I mean, the, the, yeah. the, the lighting, the eeriness, the, the, the beeping, the haze, the atmosphere, the clone just running around yeah. looking in the rafters. It was, it was dead on. Loved it. Yeah, they've been doing a lot. They did that with Indiana Jones with the, uh, with the creature. Oh, yeah. The, Thing, you know, like I was like, you know. just the, the Terminator nod and in, in the Mandalorian right. premiere. It's like, right. listen, I mean, these guys, you know, Favreau and the Filonies, they're they're when they grew they're up. in our generation for the most part. I mean, they're, they're they're a little bit older than me, but they're they're in that that 60s, 70s, 80s type of group. So yep. I, all that makes sense. Uh, OK, Trevor, if you remember when they land on Tantus, a new female scientist kind of shows up. She's got those red glasses yes. on. Her name's Amiri Carr. She seems to be Hemlock's assistant. Anyways, she is played by or voiced by Keisha Castle Hughes. 
who played the uh, Queen of Naboo in Revenge of the Sith at the funeral. And more recently, she was one of the, I think they're called the Sand Sisters in Game of Thrones. So, you know, you know, the... Um, oh really yeah pedro's like not, like those girls not the main one not the what was her she's a she's an actor i can't remember her name but that's not her i don't think yeah she was one of the oh, um she was one of the three like there was three sisters she was she was one of the three uh if you if you saw her you'd be like oh yeah i know exactly what you're talking about so so refresh my memory and um revenge of the sith it was she was a young yeah young young queen like kind of all in okay. white had one of those uh yeah, Asian oh, yeah, yeah, inspired yes. headdresses so, so on. So she was a little girl and then Oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. Yeah, she was she was young back in the early 2000s when they would have shot that for for Sith. Uh but like I said more more recently featured in Game of Thrones. Hmm. Uh well, we also got Tantis and Nalase references, you know, some callbacks from past seasons. Yep. I teased you here, Dr. Hemlock, any guesses on that voice? Or did you look it up? I didn't look it up. Jimmy Simpson from Simpson. Westworld. He played the young man in black. I don't know if you watched that that franchise. I uh, did. Oh, yeah. So, so like okay. in, in, in yeah, season yeah, yeah. one. Watch the first two seasons of yeah, it. Yeah. He, he, he played the young version of the man in black. Okay. Uh, we talked about the Zillow Beast callback. Uh, that was great, especially because they enhance it with the... Hey, this happened in Coruscant and us Clone Wars were like, yes, I remember that exactly. Right, and right, and right. Bat did confirm that we were um, Palpatine wanted the Zillow Beast for armor purposes. I wonder if they're going to come back to that because, I mean, they, if you, they took if it you back. I mean, watched, they, they recaptured well, that's it. That's what I'm so. saying. They're like, they didn't kill it. No. They captured right. it. You know what I mean? So it was like they've got to come back to that i would think it's not i don't think well, that's and, just an Easter i mean shit dude you had scorch and a bunch of commandos off. round up innocent people and essentially take them away because they saw it so the, the empire doesn't want yeah. anyone to know that this happened like they they, yeah. they they did some shady shit there i mean i know there's a lot of scorch fanboys and girls out there but uh, i mean he may he's right up there with crosshair in the piece of shit territory right now <laughs> Uh, and then finally the reference and, and isn't this guy a, a dickhead, but Lama Sue getting dragged out of the Imperial prison and, and not even, not even thinking twice about throwing Omega under the bus and ratting out Nalase's weakness to the empire yeah. <laughs> to, to, to try and get himself a little freedom. It's like, yeah, right. They, they killed all of your people. I don't even know why they locked your ass up like that. You, you should be thankful that you're not dead too. You really think they're going to yeah. let you go? No. Got lucky. Yeah. Mama yeah. Sue. Hopefully he gets executed. All right. Well, there we go. There's Mando mm-hmm. and the bad batch for you. Absolutely. Moving right along. Um, but big stuff happening tomorrow on Wednesday. If you're listening to the audio only version, the big stuff has already happened. So make sure to check out my breakdowns on YouTube at star Wars time show. Uh, I only get to get up and watch the Bad Batch because my wife wants to watch Mando and we do that at night. So yeah, I've got to hold, go the whole day and avoid everything on YouTube. And Yeah, I, I guess <laughs> like if it wasn't for my OCD, I, I probably wouldn't do what I do. But I, I truly feel like I need to purge this stuff from my system before the day ends or mm-hmm. life is not going to go well for me. It, it's it's not normal. You should do a watch party or something like yeah, that. or uh, Something. 
uh, or lie or something. When, when I'm actually watching Fuck all this editing, the, man. editing's a pain. The, in the first ass. time I watch an episode, dude, I, I'm literally I've got my remote, I've got I've got my Notepad app open, and I'm pausing and taking notes, pausing and taking like it's it's no bullshit. And then I have to come here, yeah, yeah. pull it up on the computer, find the scenes I, I need, take screenshots. I mean, it, it, you know what it takes. I mean, you you do YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, even even the little yeah. shitty shorts I put out that they, they could still take upwards of an hour to two hours. Like this stuff is no yeah fucking least. joke so 10 minute video can take a three or four I'm hours just, i'm just asking great. you people if you're new here you like this type of conversation you like how we break down star wars i do this throughout the week on youtube check it out a lot of times they're shorts give the boy a like yeah, they're, they're, they're shorts the you guys have have browbeat me into making crappy unproduced shit but more people watch those versions than the full versions maybe if you didn't call it crappy unproduced shit well that's what they are <laughs> and then uh, Here's the best part. I got people now, they'll watch the short and be like, um, this isn't even a full video and and where's the review? I'm like, are you not seeing the pop-ups and the in the in the sound that say watch full version on YouTube? You understand? You people on your apps don't people you don't look at shit for more no, than two read. minutes. You don't. So no, nobody you gotta make nobody. it short and hopefully you go check out the big stuff. But not many people check out the big stuff. The shorts rain, so I will keep making shorts. Exactly. <sighs> I gotta take quick break if you want to go for it yeah i'll set up our next topic go go take a whiz all right there he goes he's out of here thank you chaos matt you should hang back 12 hours post the content stuff people going spoilers and you may get more hits Uh, tones i i agree with that but it's also like i said it's a i got a life to live you know what i mean like I got to get this stuff done. So maybe I get it all processed and I don't post till later in the day, but then I got real work to attend to. I got dad life to attend to. So quite frankly, everyone that my posting schedule is a product of my life. You know what I mean? Um, the way I did the videos, I think I'll maintain for the Mandalorian. Uh, unlike Bad Batch, Bad Batch, I'll all kind of put spoiler logos on shit. But Mandalorian, I specifically took, I think it was almost 15 to 20 seconds of a short to just let everyone know, like, listen, spoilers are coming. You got p- plenty of time to ripcord. So I think what Tones is saying, and, and he is right. I mean, the fact that I'm posting these reviews by sometimes 9 a.m. on the day they release, I know most people haven't watched it by then, so that's why a lot of the views aren't aren't kicking in. I would just hope those people know enough to come back and, and watch them or, or when I reshare. But it, it's good points by all, but at this point, I just I got to get through and, 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 and do the process the way that works for my head uh, because it, it, it literally takes... From 5 a.m. until 5, 5.30 at night to do all this now with, with two shows going on and my real job and taking care of a kid that comes home at 2.30. So bear with me, everyone. Just 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 like the stuff and view it and tell other people. Yeah, see, Cloud, she knows. Posting, and it ain't no shit. So, and, and, and that's the other thing. I don't want to say that this stuff feels like work to me because I do enjoy it in some sick fashion. But um, I, I just I, I need to get, like I said, I need to purge out my system or I feel like I, there's a there's a burden on my shoulders to where I couldn't enjoy my Wednesday night if I didn't get this shit done, if that makes sense to anybody. Um, OK, what do we got here? You should clickbait Floney ruin Mando. Yeah, I mean, listen, 
clickbait's the way to definitely get an audience on YouTube with Star Wars, but that that yeah, ain't, that's not my fucking style. I mean, uh, and negative stuff. You yeah, know what I mean? I, I, the Bad Batch over. You know what I mean? Does it suck? Right. Mando, I just you know jump the shark. There, there, there's shit. so much suck in in everyone's daily life that I don't want to turn yeah. my Star Wars into suck. Mm-hmm. Um, is there some stuff that drives me nuts and, and, and could I get a little over the top and, and clickbaity? Of course, but just, that's not where I want to play with star Wars. Yeah. But if you start thinking like that in order to make videos like that, it's going to, it's going to permeate your enjoyment, yeah. you know what I mean? And become a lack of enjoyment. You know what I mean? If you're just looking for stuff to be I, like, Oh, can you believe they did this? I, you know I'm what telling I mean? you like, right no, here, dude, I'm telling you right here. If I got, more looks than I did. You guys would never hear me complain about the effort because I do enjoy doing it. Like I literally like researching it. I like reading what other people thought. I like writing out my scripts and putting it all together and getting it out there. What sucks. And it, listen, I know a lot of you out you're out there like, Oh, I make content for me. Bullshit. You're, you're posting it somewhere in the hopes that someone looks at it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All you Instagram people are like, Oh, I don't care about Well, fuck you. You don't care about likes. Why are you posting on Instagram? If you're an yeah. artist and you truly don't care about other humans and what they think, why are you sharing it on social mediums? So it's okay to say you want yeah. people to like shit you create. That is okay. Yeah, yeah. you do want somebody to engage. With yeah, you know and I mean? that, whether that's, or not they say they love it or whatever, just engage. Yeah, with it, it, just say, hey, I did that. Click. There you go. It takes that, two that's seconds. That's all I'm saying. Say, and and look, I watched. I, I watched five minutes of your ten minute video. Yeah, like perfect. Bye bye. And that's the yeah. thing. It's like, I, I do. I, I think we have great dedicated fans. I love the Star Wars Time Show fans. There's not enough of them. But you can see it in here in this live stream chat. There is a little community. And, and they are like-minded individuals. And they can deal with my... As much as you berate exactly. them. Exactly. That's, that's why I love them. But um, it's not enough. Like, enough I, it's like, it's either you all are drinking the same Kool-Aid I am. And you think my content's good when it's not. Or I truly have just not done enough for the algorithms or the machines because I see channels and podcasts that have started after us way bigger footprint already way bigger traction. And it's just like, what does, does our shit suck or are you guys all rubes? I don't know. Like, are you truly fans or, or could the content be better? You know what I mean? Like I, I am a realist. I think, I think your, I think your content, I don't, I don't know if you want to go into this now, but I think your content is really good. I think it's like, again, like maybe, you know, just have chatbot write, write some like tantalizing <laughs> headlines. <laughs> you know what I mean? To like, to like get people. The Mandalorian's like, a meandering you know, bitch. Something like you know, that. Will Grogu die? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh shit, I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? Mr. <laughs> Grogu gonna die. And then you just go into talking about like 10 minutes of stuff that has nothing to do with Grogu dying. And at the end, like, well, we don't know what's going to happen to Grogu. Yeah. At some point, he's going to die. I, know. I just come again. You're, you're not <laughs> wrong. Like, I mean, wait a minute, wait a minute. People, That's, people are going to click on stuff if it's extremely polarizing. But it's just, it's hard for me to do with Star Wars. Like, I just there's this guy, Emergency Awesome, who's who's like I don't, I don't call well, whatever he does. He's not watching this. Uh, he's not. He doesn't know who I am either. But like, he'll always he does some good stuff. But like, he'll like, oh look at the new, you know, the X Men trailer, and it's like, what? what there's there's a, there's no act. I know it's there's no X-Men real, trailer, yeah. but I got to click on yes. it. And he just talks about what it might be, See? or we saw a glimpse of that, this. That's and it, it could be, that's it lead into. And it's just, it, he leads with a little bit of bullshit mm-hmm. and then, you know, follows it up with like, well, 
you know, <laughs> I don't watch it anymore. Honestly, <laughs> it drives me nuts. I'm yeah. like, you're fuck you, man. You don't, I, I, you don't I, have, like I said, I, I've been doing this. I've been creating content in various genres for 13 years now. Uh, I did, yeah. I did better in the video game side, uh, but star Wars, it's just like, no, I, 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 it's like, no one wants to play because I guess I'm not controversial enough in my topics. If you listen to the fucking show, I'm going to say shit that you probably think's controversial, but it's getting you there for the show. Yep. It's like, we got this, uh, where'd they go? Cloud Foxwell. First time watching this, mm-hmm. they dig it. I want to know, how did you find yep. out about it? And uh, now that you dig it, are uh, you coming back? Yeah. Like, how do people find this type of stuff? Me, Cloud's, Cloud's in, comes in a lot of our streams. All right, so, well, the, see? Uh, and I know Cloud. Cloud lives down the street. Th- me, so. th- there we go. But... But that's what it takes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe some more, ga- I'm not saying having me on every week, but like get some, maybe some more like guests and you do. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that's three, why so, I've, I've yeah. pitched reaching out to some of the the bigger channels like Star Wars Explained, trying to either get on their show or bring them here to, to get more eyes on this mm-hmm. show. Um, it, it, yeah, that's a tricky thing. I do. I go through the same thing with my one six show. It just, it doesn't, there's a whole lot of one six shows out there. It's kind of similar. Um, and I'm just not in, I'm penetrated the click a little bit, but I'm not quite in with the cool kids right. yet. So right. it's just, it's tough to like, just say, Hey, come on my show. But that is the way to go. Like just start bringing people yeah. on the show and whatever. I'm with you. But man. Anyway, hey, th- thanks but, everyone. I, I, th- I love this type of stuff. Cause <laughs> I, I mean, listen, I, I, I'm a big fan of data. I love analytics and just get, hearing feedback from bees mobile. I started watching this show when Bad Batch came out and I heard it on Pandora first. That's the stuff I like to hear. Like how do people get here that aren't Instagram people? Because, you know, we had a lot of motherfuckers Mm -hmm. by design come over from the toy community and Instagram because that's what I knew. Um, Mm -hmm. I should try to get Star Wars Meg. Yeah. Listen, I, uh, you know, I know Meg's in with, uh, she's in with uh, making Star Wars and I've been on his show before. We've talked about bringing him over here. So it's, it's getting there. I just, I feel like right now that we're in new Star Wars, let, let's get past that. And then maybe I'll start talking to some of these other yeah, yeah. channels. But um, yeah. right now we, we got, there, there's too much shit to talk about. We got a, a Mando going on, Bad Batch going on, Celebration coming up the first week of April uh, who knows? Ahsoka yeah, maybe so late nice. summer, and then Skeleton Crew maybe to round out twenty three. Uh, but I'm with you. Thanks everybody. You know we, so we like to take tangents. We're in the, R- here. We're in the ROTJ, right? Like that. This is our uh, anniversary, right? This year for this is- this, this show. No, no, no. Return of the Jedi this year for celebration. Yes, right? yeah. That- you guys, uh, yeah. those going to celebration, you're correct. This is the the Jedi year to celebrate, and I believe cool. they're they're going to have cool. a screening and all that fun stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I think the ones we've been to, we see. were still in the prequels. I know. Uh, what was it? No, we had uh, we had uh, well. Well, they they no, were doing the the twentieth. They were doing the twentieth of the prequels, like um, uh, yeah, yeah. Clones and and Phantom got their twentieth the past yeah. two celebrations I yeah think. that was california that kind of yeah. kind of sucked um well we went to the star wars one we went to you were, oh were you yeah you were there right that was florida right that was i uh, was at the florida was last jedi and then chicago was uh rise of Sky, skywalker and mando season one but it was the wasn't it the 40th of star wars florida? yeah the the was that Lucas? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the the Orlando one yeah, was 2017. Yeah. So yes, that would have been. Yeah, that would have been yeah. it. 
So yeah, you're right. Jedi at this year's celebration. And, and we'll be talking about some of the panels coming up here. But first, we've got another Mando topic for you. Uh, you know, obviously, John and Dave, they've been out hitting the circuit, promoting the crew and all that stuff. Um, and, and he sat down and... I didn't uh, get that. Oh, Siri, go to hell. <laughs> I, I forget who he's talking to. Somebody. Who cares? Um, THR. There you go. He's talking to THR. And in particular... It's not you. <laughs> exactly. And in particular, they, they asked him questions about, about Grogu and, and kind of his fate beyond the Mandoverse. Yes, you know, a, yes. a lot of us are, are, have thought about this. We, we know about his species. We know their longevity. We know he's, his, he's in his 50s currently, and he would still be younger than Yoda was when Yoda first started training Jedi by the time the sequel trilogy came around. He wouldn't even be 100 yet. He, he'd be like high 80s, something like that, almost 90. So Dave was asked about it. You know, what, what, what's going on with Grogu during the sequel trilogy? And, and here we go into his, his comment. And I will say, Dave also spoke very fondly of a, a hated Star Wars figure, and that's Ryan Johnson. Apparently... Um, Dave shadowed Ryan religiously on The Last Jedi, and, and he found Ryan to be a great filmmaker and someone that has really shaped his style of filmmaking. So I know some of you are probably gouging your eyes out and throwing up right now, but um, the good Lord Filoni definitely has learned some of this new tradecraft from Ryan Johnson. But it, I think he's a great filmmaker. Yeah, me too. I just I, think that was, was a flawed story, but yeah. I did not like the the Luke stuff. Not not that Luke went away because all his teachers did the same shit. Like Luke only knows let's yeah. run away when we fail. But I I don't I never liked how he treated Ray and that real that 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 curmudgeonly shit. Like I, yeah, small tangent. Like I watched if you watch the director's uh, commentary on that, and I did, and uh, and it was at a time where I was like, ah, oh, this movie is killing me. But I watched it just to see, like, okay. There's a lot in that, and I, you know, he wrote it too, and it wasn't exclusively him, but um, like there was a lot of he talked a lot about. I wanted to do this scene where we're over the top, like on the crate, like when they're over the top and this red, and it all seemed like very like I want to do a visual, and so I'm gonna write a scene you know, oh, to, to do, make the. I'm 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 taking that away from it. I don't. That's not what he said literally, but I kept feeling like, dude, you did. I think you were just writing these things to do this cool scene. The look. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of that. I don't know. I mean, but he, it, visually it was beautiful. Yeah, Cray, I mean, Cray did look neat. That whole, hey, it's white, but if you kick it up, it's actually red, red salt underneath it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm just digging these people in chat. They're, you guys are all right. I, my Star Wars knowledge is ridiculous, and and I just figured people would be down with that. Like, but no, they they would rather just listen to bitching and moaning and complaining. So it's okay. Yeah. Like like yeah. B's Mobile saying, there's a channel that pops up on my feed every day, and all it does is dog John Favreau, and they get ten thousand views a piece. Like that. That's my reality, mm. people. All right, we're, I'm not gonna go yeah. back down that rabbit hole. But anyways, <laughs> here's Dave's quote on Grogu in the sequel trilogy timeline. That's a great question, and we talk about many different things. That's a question for a bunch of characters, by the way, not just Grogu. Where are they during these events? If anything, having made the Clone Wars and weaving a tale so intricately between two movies that were much closer together, I've learned that there's expansive room in this galaxy for us to tell stories and have characters doing things. As a kid, when Yoda said, When gone am I, the last of the Jedi you will be, to Luke... I took that very literally. 
Well, now we know that's anything but true. There are many different people that could wield the Force, and maybe Luke is the last Jedi as far as what Yoda would consider a Jedi. So we'll just have to wait and see how the story evolves and what makes sense. But my experience, there's definitely a way to weave everything together and make it exciting. It's possible it would never even have to cross over with what we saw in the sequel trilogy if the story has us somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a that's a bunch. And I gotta of, say, I'm not committing the shit. He could pop up or of course, or he was out doing his own thing. He's ruling Mandalore as the Mandalore. You never know. Right. He's just, yeah, he's just under the radar or whatever. But I got to say, like, this is kind of where, again, I hate, I hate doing this because this is like that, like, it should have been like this. I can't believe, but like my whole thought when after, um, you know, the, the, the last Jedi, was it and before you know the final the rise of skywalker was like okay i see what they're doing here raise a nobody and the whole idea is that there are a bunch of nobodies out there who can wield the force and they're just not jedi and this is going to be the end of the jedi as an order right. and something other than that is going to rise again rise of the force or well no not rise of skywalker and like you know but well knowing the name of the rise of skywalker was like Oh, she's going to go and she's going to start a new order and that there's no more Jedi because Luke said the Jedi didn't work out and it wasn't good. And she's going to call them the Skywalkers. Skywalkers. And then let then Grogu, you know, we didn't know about Grogu at the time, but Grogu could be a Skywalker. The little broom kid could be a Skywalker, you know. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I think there could be still a lot of that. that stuff that's going where on. I was at. Like, written that off. They haven't written that off. I mean, they could still go ahead and do that in the next movie if they do another sequel to the sequel i guess I, I just i have a feeling grogu's taken his own path and he would have been like fuck you guys i don't care about the first order i am the mandalore sitting there in his little yeah, fucking- he's a force using mandalorian <laughs> that nobody goes kind of under the radar yeah. because he's not well, they're, they're, you know, like you can't I mean, by then expect everybody's a legendary hero right. in the galaxy and, and by then I mean, so. he, you know let's say this is how it goes they're going to need those decades to rebuild Mandalore, the, the, the culture, the cities, the planets, the moons. Yeah. So he's busy. Grogu's busy. Yeah, if, take if, more than 50 yeah, years. For if, sure. if, if he's <laughs> hanging, if he sticks with the Mandalores, like I, the Mandalorians, like I think he may becoming the new de facto version of Tar Vizsla and kind of a new take for both force users and Mandalorians. I, I think he's mm-hmm. hanging with them for life. Uh, he yeah. made his choice. Luke told him, he's like, listen, you're, you're different. You're, you, if you have relationships, you're going to experience loss left and right in your life because of how long you live. But Grogu was like, you know what? It's still worth it. I love this man. I'm going back. So Grogu has kind of made his bed. You know what? Like thinking about that, like let, let's say that does go the route of the end of this the season or the end of this whole story. And he, you know, uh, Din destroys the dark saber. And then let's 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 cut all this bullshit out. And, you know, we're, we're all warriors, but we don't have to live constantly as in, 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 in the state of war or the state of, you know what I mean? And they kind of bring it round again to that kind of Satine, uh, you know, way of life where they're, you know, it's Mandalore, they're proud warriors, but we're not living like that all the time. You know what I mean? If yeah. there's a little more pacifism, you could see in a hundred, 150 years, you know, him being more of less 
I'm thinking of him less wearing armor, which I think is going to be ridiculous, you know what I mean? But more of a robed Satine, like, you know, wise leader, you know what I mean? Who's learned everything from Din right. and learned things from Bo and knows how to lead and is, you know, is, has the force a little bit, the powers and people you know, follow him or whatever for hundreds of years of prosperity or whatever for the Mandalorians or whatever. So could be cool. <laughs> just, the chat's getting funny today. Sorry. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I I think as long as Grogu sticks to the chainmail, that that's his best best car look. I'm with you. Yeah, seeing a little guy, even even when he reaches Yoda size and in armor, would would be kind of silly. Yeah, what kind of shallow water are they gonna have to put him in to put that helmet on? <laughs> yeah, because they don't. I mean, <laughs> little it's gonna, until it's gonna be they a little tiny it, animal that comes up and until <laughs> they fight the the Yoda species they they don't move with much urgency you know what I mean even even Yaddle wasn't like she didn't have like a brisk walk or anything but when she needed to fight she no. she could get nuts and she could jump yeah, around we, we like saw that. I mean yeah. with with Luke's training Grogu too has that that uncanny jumping and twisty type of flippy ability so uh, we'll see so at what point are we gonna find out what the hell this race is and where the rest of I them don't are know, and man. The I mean I, we know we're they gotta start to fill that shit in why? because like what we guys were talking about was the age like is he kind of like a six-year-old but six-year-olds speak and then do they have some sort of growth spurt at like a hundred where they're like they turn into like a 30 year old yeah they just they, like they, they mentally age in like a day to like whoa hey, well, I, I, I mean you know. without getting too much in the in the mental health and trauma I, I think we can argue that due to what happened to him at the temple in those those many decades where he was stunted. where he was probably being a passed around from whoever to whoever to the point he ended up with a nicto gang on arvala seven he very well, mm-hmm. like some kids do, he, he might have just muted himself, gone mute. Or, or, and, and like you said, uh, he, 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 he stunted his mental growth. Luke even said, like, listen, I don't know if it's more of me teaching him or him just remembering stuff. So it is like some people. Yeah, that, that was an interesting line. That was. It's like, you know, line. some kids that go through horrible shit, they will, their brain almost subconsciously will wall all that Shut off. Down all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, just, just yeah. completely kill it. And, yeah. you know, so I, I think that's, that's some of the reasons why. And it why. can manifest itself like mute being, you know, mute, not speaking. Exactly. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, Grogu will have inflatables. Nice. <laughs> You see him with like little yeah. little wings, just a little floaty, yeah, he's got his little floaty <laughs> wings going on. All right, so yeah, they, they, there you go. Are, are you are you probably going to be reading Grogu stories in the sequel trilogy timeline? If the money keeps coming in, maybe maybe some comics. Yeah, I, who knows? I I don't. I mean, I get it. I mean, I, it's not because I just don't read comic books much anymore. I do. I read some like graphic novels or some the weird stuff, not Marvel and stuff so much anymore. And I know you do, but um, I don't know, man. I want to see. I want to see this play out in a more visible way. I just don't want it to disappear and like, hey, here's some little side stories that used to, were in a comic at one point that some nerd's got to tell me about, or I got to watch your show for you to tell me about. You know what I mean? That that happened with Grogu in ten years when you're still doing this show in ten or fifteen. No, I mean it's sure. it's like I said, it, it's it's something that probably will need to be addressed. Just like we kind of highlight with with the Bad Batch and Cody, it's like you, you they need to resolve those characters because. We now have stories that butt right up and, and, and show us the future of some of those characters. So if, if, if Rex, Gregor, 
and Wolf are around, why why wasn't Cody hanging out with them? Why wasn't Hunter in touch with them? So I'm, mm. I'm with you. I, I understand what you're saying. Grogu is such an yeah. important character. He has he has these abilities. He's of this rare species that we know produced some of the greatest long living Jedi of all time. So you would think as a new threat arrives in the first order and shit's going mm. down and, and the galaxy's being terrorized a bit again, you, you would think mm-hmm. a character like that would would step up. But who knows? You never know. He, he could be pulling a yeah. Luke Skywalker. He's, they're he in one of those ships somewhere. There you go. Those, yeah, he, those thousands of ships were there. But do you think, do you think from um, the standpoint of this show, forget about the future, or I mean, what well, is the future of the show, but like the near future as opposed to the far future. Do, do you feel they have to evolve this? Do you uh, evolve I'm what? getting the feeling like you said, well, you said, you know, some people were like, all right, I'm tired of the Grogu with the hogging of the oh, little, you know, little I, I, dude and stuff. Like, don't they have to get to a point maybe, maybe next season, maybe not this season, where it's like, okay, he's not, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's going to play out. It's going to play itself out after three seasons, man. It's going to be like, okay, let's move on a little bit from that. You yeah, know what I, mean? so I, I, I so honestly long. think like, by the end of this season that that their relationship will be a little bit more than coos and cars and and pointing and, and whatnot. Uh, I do he's think wearing that armor and jumping. Yeah, around I, I think bit. he's going to get more involved. And, and as I tease, I mean, I, I didn't read the direct spoilers, but everyone's like, listen, you're there. You're going to witness some Grogu growth in episode two. What does that mean? Okay. Does he like fucking whip his thing Go out and pees on a toilet? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know what that is. He talking? <laughs> uh, d- does he go out on his own? Does he save himself? It could, Picking up chicks at the cantina. Go. What's going yeah, on? he starts drinking, you know, getting some spotchka. You never know. But we, we should start Spot. to see some of this growth. But I don't know, man. I, I'm still kind of a sucker. I still have a little one. I, I like that 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 cub and wolf type of play still. I like it too. It is. And you could go on forever. But I mean, I think with this character, you got so oversaturated. I mean, look, you know, I mean, look, yeah. <laughs> you got so oversaturated with this character in the first season. He, he's, like, he, oh beca- he, he will be more yeah. than an accessory by the end of this season, if not by tomorrow. I think so. I, hope so. I think you're still going to get some of the hijinks and the, the I like of food I like and, and I'm going to use the force for food. And, you know, I might make funny sounds or reactions when when the big people are talking like the Ooh. Yeah. You remember when I, I forget the armor said something like, hey, you're kicked out. And Grogu's like, huh? like, oh, yeah. shit, fuck you. Yeah. This is for yeah. real. So he, he knows yeah. what they're saying. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. He, he can't just be the a little more serious and a little less, you know, comic relief every 10 minutes or so, you know, he's coming, man. Tomorrow he's going to big flex is, but he's technically (laughs) already saved in a million times. So I hope it's not that. I hope it's truly like Grogu's on his fucking own doing something or like he has to send him him like something. You only, you can fit in here. You have to do this. Good luck, buddy. I trust you. That type of deal. Yeah. Or I want him to do something. Then Din goes, Oh, yeah, like holy damn, not shit! Not damn, like like wow, the force. He's got the force. He knows he's got the force, but d- did something where he's like truly like you. You spent your himself. time well with Master Luke, like that, something like that. Like okay, yeah, something. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but and, and, and real quick, I know everyone last week was going nuts about Favreau and the timelines. Just just to make your head feel okay, just just do this. 
that two years passed from season two to season three. That's all you need to know. Cause Favreau was all over the place. He's like, Oh yeah. Grogu was with Luke for a year, two years. And then he's like, listen, mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. Grogu trained for zero to two years. So just who gives a shit? There was two years between yeah. season two and him leaving with Luke in in the season three premiere. That that's that's all you need to and know. Look, and look what Luke did in like the course of like what a week, right? Yeah, like a few days. <laughs> I mean, who, who knows how long so, Luke was really on Dagobah? It was at least was two years with Luke and with Grogu yeah, and, yeah. and Ahsoka j- jumping in there every once in a while and maybe teaching him a few things or something. Yeah. All right, because I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's like let's just calm down, listen to what he's saying. He's he he doesn't fucking know what he's saying. So just just take the meat that is true. And two years have passed, and 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 I think that's about right. I mean, look at look how Navarro has has sprung up, and sure, droids can make that go quicker. But even if you go back to the that takes five to yeah a couple of years even if now, you go back to the, the the training scenes on on luke's soon to be temple planet if you look at the beginning mm-hmm. that very first structure isn't finished right. when when he gives grogu the choice that is a fully finished structure so that that also uh, oh if that's inside that that's yeah kind of yeah. shows how some time did indeed pass even though they all wore the same shit and it felt like they were there for a day <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Star yeah, Wars characters. Thing, growth of him. I got, you got to get him out of that schmata, man. Like he's got to wear something else. Put that armor on him. Get him a shirt, something, man. Grogu's got You're a, done with the potato sack. Done with the potato sack. Yeah. I mean, it's like Luke never changes it out of his black either. I mean, he had like a slightly different black kimono for uh, the Book of Boba Fett. Well, that's his closet. He's just going through <laughs> yeah, it. Like, black, black. I, black. I love my dad. Stuff like that. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, last little topic before this week's fan segment. Uh, I think this was just today. We got the first salvo of panels, Trevor, at Celebration 2023 going down Excel London in England across the pond. Our boy Tones is going to be there wearing a shirt. Not a Star Wars Time Show shirt, although I should send him one. I think he's he's going to be wearing, yes. wearing his Tones shirt. <laughs> Uh, but we got the panels and, you know, Trevor, you, you've been fucked over by panels. I think you've gotten lucky some years on panels. A couple of years, yeah. uh, is, is Reed pop managing London? Yeah, they are. Yeah. So, so they're probably yeah. going to do the lottery system that they've used the last two. Um, so real quick, we'll talk about that and then we'll, we'll rattle off some of the, the panels and there's some decent ones. And I think there's panels that give us some insights into what's coming down the pipe. But anyways, if Reed does do the uh, lottery system, sadly, in my opinion, it's it's the best way to do it, but it still sucks ass. Okay, because you're you're probably mm-hmm. not going to get the ones you want. Uh, other people will, you won't. But at least you don't have to camp out in line for a day or eighteen hours. Well, yeah, here's my thought. So it yes, it makes more like first of all from a safety perspective and and just for people who can't physically. You know, I get it. There's fans who are in, in, incapable of sleeping on a concrete floor, you know, for, you know, 12 hours or whatever. Um, so as much as I think like that's like, hey, you want to do it? <laughs> this is what you got to do, man. You pay the price. That's how I got into the 25th anniversary or the 40th anniversary of Star Wars. And it was amazing. You know what I mean? It was great. I'm glad I did it. Glad I didn't just like, oh, you lost or oops, you won. Um, 
but it makes more sense. The problem is it's a mess. Like getting hooking your friend. Like if you go in a group, see, I go usually go alone. It was me and my brother. That was it. Like that, and we even fucked it up the first year. Like I, I could have gotten into panels that he got into because we could have hooked up our tickets and we didn't. Well, I, yeah, I remember that so, like Chicago, you got completely blacked out of like all the good yeah. shit. Yeah. And then what well, somebody came up to me and I was sitting there watching something on the, like the star Wars show stage or something like that. And, uh, they're like, Hey, does anybody have these pins? And I don't, I don't do the pin thing. I just, you know, if they give you one on the way out of the panel, it's like, okay. Uh, but does anybody want to go to the Mando? We can't go to the Mando, uh, 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 panel. Does anybody have, oh, you want and to I'm trade. like, oh, I was the only person there. I was like, yeah. They're like, well, what do you got to trade? I'm like, well, I don't know. I got these pins. They're like their eyes lit up. <laughs> they were like, okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hell, fantastic. Hell yeah. Bye. Yeah. No, that, that's, oh, a, that's great. a good tip too. There, yeah. you, you definitely can barter because there are fans. I think you're talking about these. Are you talking about, yeah, if you can get a Facebook, are you talking stuff like that, about you know? the star tops? Yeah, it was yeah. those, it was the star tops yeah, so and stuff like that. These, yeah. they're, they're, you'll grab those when you yes. can because they're gold. So. People only go to celebrations to collect these in the panels that offer them. It's almost like a, a treasure hunt. So he's not kidding. Yep. So yeah, you can barter for these too, but definitely sign up for the raffles definitely link your passes together they should give you that option if you if you're going as a family if you bought all the passes just make sure all those numbers are in your your raffle order that way like trevor said you you all should get access and there are overflow lines too for those right. things that you can get in I, have a f- um, I got lucky with the obi-wan kenobi one that was great but uh I have a feeling London is going to be somewhat locked down compared to the last one I went to. The, the Chicago one, in my opinion, was a fucking free for all. I mean, we yeah. I was sneaking people into the main show that didn't have any oh. badge. I mean, you, you, you could do oh, whatever yeah. the fuck you wanted at Chicago yeah. for the most part. Uh, but I, I think they, did they clean it up for Anaheim? It at was all? locked down in California. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was very locked. I, I think London, it'll, uh, Chicago just seemed to be. It, it was a. It was everyone for themselves. It was like Reed yeah. Pop. The, the 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 temps they brought in, they could give two fucks about checking yeah. passes. It was cold, and they're like, "Fuck you, just go, 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 go." As big as that that uh, Anaheim. Uh, whatever the hell convention center was, the room seemed smaller and they had like, they would have like uh, the Hasbro panel, which I wanted to go to. And there was a line out the door for people who didn't get the ticket, you know, clicking on the button to get lucky to well, get yeah, in there. Those, then, though, there was no way these people were, I got to the end. I'm like, is this the end of the Hasbro? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> what what Trevor's talking about, if you've never attended, those aren't even considered the big panels. You can't even enter lotteries for like the Hasbro stuff. You literally have to wait at the door when the times are posted. No, you can. No, they do a thing. You can like you can pick like two things during the day in the app. OK, so they very, they, they lottery those now. Yeah. You can say I want this and I want that. And then you'll find out maybe a half an hour before that you got in, um, or sometimes in the morning you, you get the, you get the, the thing, but it, I gotta tell you, like out of four days I was there, I think I got two of those. Yeah. You know what I mean? One of them I couldn't even get to cause I was in another panel. Yeah, so it, it, these are more like the, like the breakout rooms yeah. where you get into more of the niche yeah. stuff like droid builders or, or the Hasbro. Or right. I think they got one where they, they, they like act out star Wars in 30 minutes or less. I mean that type of stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
the big panels we're about to talk about, these are these are the mega ones, like the huge rooms that you would usually get to watch on on YouTube and whatnot. And I've heard that there's going to be no live streaming from the London celebration. So, uh, oh, yeah, like, I don't know if that's a like a global blackout all day. You're not going to they're not even going to live stream like the like the fan stage or whatnot. But it sounds like uh, it's going to be fairly exclusive to attendees at at the London celebration. You know, at that point, you know, people are going to be, you know, shooting the shit out of it, videoing the shit out of it. But here we go. Here are some of the panels. I'll kind of give you my two cents on ones that I think would be worth trying for ones to avoid. The first one here, this is would definitely be one I'd be shooting for. This is a Lucasfilm studio showcase. This is going to be a hot ticket because this is where they're going to be essentially laying down the roadmap for um, film and probably Disney plus. That's what I got into last year. And I guarantee you if, if you're, well, it's April, I don't know what they're going to have done, but when we don't know when Ahsoka's coming out, but you, that was, I got into that. We saw every star of every show came out and then they, at the end they said, Hey, guess what? You're coming back tonight and you can watch the first two episodes of Kenobi in the theater. And it was like fucking amazing. That's the money one. Stuff like that can happen. Yeah. That's the money one. Um, the second one here, there's there's a bunch of, that's just all the location. Yeah. The, the, The one I just talked about, it's going to be at the celebration stage, stream to the galaxy stage and stream to the twin sun stage. So yeah, that is, yeah. that is the mothership panel of this celebration right there. The Lucasfilm studio showcase. Uh, we got London calling designing star Wars productions in the UK. You'll probably be able to get into that one. Uh, the making of Andor season one. You're going to get uh, Tony Gilroy and D- Diego Luna, so that, that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be streamed to multiple stages. Here's the next big one to me, and this is going to be on Saturday, and this is the Ahsoka panel. So I think, okay. I think Trevor, this would probably be the one where they're either going to get special looks, uh, may- oh. maybe they'll get like a clip, uh, but you'll, we'll probably, I think you might get a 10 or 15 minute clip of one. Yeah. Of we, we hopefully, I mean, I don't even want to say, hopefully we're going to get the release window for sure at this panel. And this is why the fact that they're doing the panel in April and they've been talking about, they're still in post. This is sadly why I think Ahsoka, unlike I predicted is probably going to be closer to the Andor release date. So more early fall, late summer, like, mm-hmm. like September, October. Uh, I thought it was going to take the Kenobi slot, like that end of May, June. But the fact that they're having the panel in April, uh, the John just said last week, they're still in post. I, I don't think it's going to be ready. They for, just started filming it last May. Yeah. Like last. They had her from the set there. I, cause I was at the panel. Yeah. Yes. They had. Yeah. The, it it went, little, you're yeah. right. It went, it went May to October. Well, so they've yeah. been in post since October and sometimes it takes almost a year for post. So, um, but that, that would be my number two panel. So we got the, the Lucasfilms number one for me and then the Ahsoka, uh, bringing worlds. Cause at some point, at some point they have to introduce, I mean, they're going to have Sabine, but they have to bring it. Well, we know who's playing Hera, but I don't think she was there on the panel. Was no, she? The, the, the only official Ahsoka Sabine. cast members are uh, Natasha Lou Bordizzo as Sabine and Rosario right. Dawson as Ahsoka. 
That's yeah. it. Right. So at some point they have to bring that, out Hera. That'll be it. That it'll be that panel. I yeah. bet. I bet they bring out the the main cast for sure. Like they did at the Mandalorian panel back in 2019. Yep. You're right. Yep. yep. So that that's why I think that's going to be a a big one for sure. Bringing worlds to life to concepts artists at ILM. The High Republic. I don't know. I mean, this thing's really caught on, and and I have not delved or dove deeply into the High Republic at all. Uh, but is I read the Light of the Jedi. It was pretty good. Yeah, they they've sprinkled some of the lore into the current Star Wars comic book run, like Luke kind of mm-hmm. had a vision from one of the high Republic Jedis and they actually gave him one of the Jedi texts we see him have in the last Jedi. Uh, but okay. yeah, I just, I haven't gotten into it. Uh, I'm lazy because it's all, it's all words and shit. And we know on this show, I don't really get down with words and shit unless there's pictures. Well, I would say the audio book is an option, but I don't like the way the guy reads the yeah, audio book. He just, he doesn't get into it too much. Weird voices that he picks for these characters. Right. And after a while you're like, Stop doing it's, that, it's please. Stupid. <laughs> Hold on, we got breaking breaking re- news here from Tone. Star Wars shakeup: Kevin Feige and Patty Jenkins movie shelved. Taika Waititi looking to star in his own film. What? Okay, if that's coming from Vanity Fair, that's a fairly reputable media rag. Jesus Christ, what the hell is going that, on, That's man? what I mean, and that, that, that's why we need this Lucasfilm studio thing to play out, to, to just tell us what's going well, on. What are they going to talk about at this point, man? Those three, movie, three movies have been shelved. Kevin Feige, and so Patty, yeah, so that's Rogue Squadron was Patty Jenkins. Well, Patty Jenkins, that, okay, that was the one yeah, that so, already so we knew that. that was, wasn't that coming back, though? Wasn't there a rumor it, that that was like, oh, that's back it on? It was never dead, but it's been, it, it was officially removed from Lucasfilm's movie schedule. At this point, the only Lucasfilm, or the only Star Wars slot is it for 2025 on their movie slate. Yeah. And I love I love Taika Waititi. I did not like Thor: Love and Thunder, but I love him. <sighs> okay, I, I guess I could see him, but I mean, I don't know about him directing and starring in a movie. Yeah, unless it's just IG Eleven. Like I, I'm I'm a huge Taika guy too, but that seems to be like his thing now. If he's producing or directing, he also has to be a lead character. And I, yeah, and he's a good. I can't say he's not a good drama. You know. A, drama actor but he's more of a comedy right i don't know i, I don't know man yeah hey there you go i mean i does that surprise anyone i mean the lucasfilm the film part of lucasfilm has been fucked for many years now yeah, it should be just lucas streaming yeah i mean just it's so it's like just it's more of the same really and the feige thing there was nothing ever tangible behind it so are we really losing anything i don't know it's just more more speak that that kathleen has given us so, oh, well, if yeah. anything tones, anyone going there, like I said, if you, you get in that Lucasfilm studio showcase that whatever comes out of there, that that's it. That's the roadmap. So oh, not Vanity Fair, but variety, but variety is uh, is as reputable. So I think it's up there for sure. I mean, they they definitely yeah. have. I mean, it's it's the industry. Rags, yeah, it, you know it's I mean? not so, fucking Mike Zero or some of these other people yeah. just putting shit out there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, there's probably some truth to this, but to me, it, it's just the same clusterfuck we've been talking about for years now with Star Wars movies. They, they, it's just, it's a shit show. I, someday I would love to hear, you know, when everybody who's there is kind of gone, 
I don't know if you ever get an honest answer, but I, from somebody, I want to hear what the hell is going on back yeah, there, it's, man. Because it's crazy. It's like, hey, let's announce these two guys that we just talked to for you know a half an hour, yeah. and and yeah, we're gonna do Star Wars films, three of yeah. them. And like, yeah, nah, we're not gonna do that anymore. It's like, just fucking crazy, okay. man. It's crazy. Like, I I don't know how that stuff yeah. is. You know, words can affect stock prices. It, sign a contract <laughs> and then do a press release <laughs> fuck the contract dude get, get the damn the script dude. written and approved yeah. then then break, announce it yes none of this start, none of this these writing deal bullshit and then talk about it oh, <laughs> motherfucking let somebody leak it out that they saw a film being sure. made over sure. in london somewhere you know what i mean that's a, that's the millennium yeah. falcon something's going at, on at this point i i don't believe anything star wars i mean it just everything is the, the rug is constantly going to be pulled out from under so unless it's a disney yeah. plus show just don't believe it it's not going to happen until you see it okay they got to spend the money until they spend the real money in terms of paying for productions and promo. Everything is so a pipe what's, dream. What's worse is that like every Marvel movie now that comes out for the last year and a half, two years, is like, oh, this is going to be the one. This is really going to crack. And then it doesn't. Right. It's <laughs> just kind of marginal. Or with Star Wars, as a Star Wars fan, you go, oh, the so-and-so is going to do a movie. And, and then they... They don't, and it yeah, doesn't. You, so, what's worse? Get the movie, and it sucks, or you never get the movie at all. I, that's <laughs> a great question. Just off the top of my head, because I like having definitive opinions. I'm, I would rather get a movie that isn't the best versus having my balls tickled constantly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm almost. I, I don't want to see bad stuff come out, but at the same time, don't fucking say anything unless you got it in the bag man. yeah it's i don't weird. know you, you gotta you gotta start for, shuffling for disney it's is disney this isn't like you know new line oh, even new line is like you know it's like it's not like some rinky dink you know startup it's like right fucking disney it, it's wild but oh well back to the panels as we talk uh, trevor guessed it we're, there's going to be the 40 years of return of the jedi so that's an actual panel, and I'd imagine there'll be a viewing afterwards. That's typically how they do it. Um, create, I wonder if Ford will show up for that. No way. This point. No way. I think they got him for the 40th of Star Wars, and that was that, it. Yeah, Although, that's it. Oh, he came out for uh, – actually, he came out last year for uh, Indiana Jones when uh, John Williams came out and played the music. He came out for five, literally five that minutes. That was at D23, though, right? That wasn't a Star Wars thing. I think that was just D23. No, that was at, uh, that was at the Lucasfilm thing last okay. year at, uh, in California. They did yep. Indiana at Star Wars Celebration? John Williams came out and played uh, – the Imperial March, I believe. Okay. And then Harrison Ford came out and said, here's, you know, the, the, cause I mean, it's Lucasfilm. So it's, it was Lucasfilm. So it wasn't but, just, I Disney mean, he, movies. he loves Indiana. So I think, it, I think if they're like, Hey Harrison, uh, we'll talk about Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny. If you show up at this return of the Jedi 40th thing and just come out with that scowl on your face, looking pissed off. Right. But please don't fly in because <laughs> yeah, we don't need yeah, you, you, you yourself, please charter a flight. Um, he loves India. I mean, that, that, that always, it used to bother yeah. me that he hated Han Solo, but loved Indiana Jones. Cause when I was a little kid, they're almost like the same character. Even my daughter was like, oh, it's fucking Han Solo. I was like, no, that's Harrison Ford playing Indiana Jones. But now will he come to a comic con when he gets in the Marvel universe? That's another question. We'll say that's right. Cause he's the new general Ross or whatever, isn't he? Yeah. General yeah. Ross. Yeah. All right. So there's a cosplay thing. 
Star Wars Young Jedi Adventure screening. I don't think unless you're bringing your kids. There's the Hasbro Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Say, so, hey, you may be on to something. So they they are going. <laughs> yeah, he was there. They I'm are going to bring yeah. their little Indy to celebration. I guess it works. So technically, Indiana Jones is Han Solo. I guess in universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Creature Cantina. Who cares? This would be fun, I think. Clone Wars 15-year anniversary panel. You're going to have Filoni, Eckstein, Lanter, um, Matt Wood, D. Bradley, James Arnold Taylor. That 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 that's probably number three yeah. for me. So we, we, yeah, I saw a Rebels one with Filoni. It was awesome. Out there. It was it, it, it was, was the great. year Filoni is like so much yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the year yeah. he said, "Oh yeah, by the way, this is it." And then he showed us the first two episodes of of episode or season four. That was when you could walk around like. Like you could, you, I was walking around. I must have seen him like two or three yeah. times just, just hanging chilling, out because he was still just animator I, Dave I Filoni. I was really into it, and I I knew who he was, but it wasn't like oh, I got to go say hi to Dave Filoni. You know what I mean? Like I was just like, oh yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. what's the guy who does Rebels. Yep. <laughs> no, he was great. I'm like, Damn it! I'll never forget that one because that, that I still had media access at, at that celebration, so oh, yeah. I got in yeah, yeah. all the panels for the most part. That's- but that one in particular, I got invited to an actual like media scrum where he and all the voice actors sat in front of us and we, we were just, you know, raising hands like, I got a question doing that type of shit. The good old days. There's another tip. Start a YouTube channel. Uh, get, uh, you know, 10, 20,000 followers uh, by the time, you know, celebration comes around. And uh, that, that's how I, I, I had media access to the Chicago celebration and the Orlando celebration, but those all through my, my like geek blog, my entertainment Buddha days. Um, I don't, I, I think we might get media for star Wars time show, but only one badge. They wouldn't give us two uh, villains of the sequel trilogy. Okay. I guess Ian McDiarmid and, and Andy are going to be there, so it'd be worth just seeing those that, two on stage. Really, is that is that the the writers, directors, and uh, um, Kathleen Kennedy? So Amy, Amy Radcliffe is the host for all this, but <laughs> so I'm saying, are they the villains of the sequel trilogy? Yeah, it's um, it, it's Emperor Palpatine and Andy Circus. That that's that's it. That's who they list oh, as the villains of the was, sequel. I thought it was the writers and directors. Yeah, it, it should be the writers for sure. <laughs> Fucking JJ and. Anyone that that approved, it should be the person that approved the idea of, hey, let's have three different creatives all all work within a trilogy and they get to write their own story in a trilogy because that's a good idea. Yes, let's do that. Fucking idiots. Dumbest fucking move of all time. Like, how, how could you ever think three individuals would be able to come together and tell a cohesive three story arc? Without like sitting down and actually planning it all out. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they were like thinking that, I mean, that was all still George, but I mean, if you really look at the first, the OT, George didn't really have things planned But, but he, he was, was the, he was the main the writer thing. though. Like he was the voice. I know Kazdan yeah, helped him and whatnot. Back and you could get a definitive answer. Even though there's holes in his, oh, of know, course, uh, but world building he, and stuff too. He kind of once he knew this was a moneymaker and he could turn it into a trilogy. He he was involved in the story. What I'm saying is, in the sequel trilogy, they're like, "Hey, JJ, you write the first part. Ryan, you write the second part, yeah. and and Colin, you write the third part. And none of you have to talk to each other. You just have to yeah. figure out what and the first had- one did, and you do your own thing." 
Yeah, it was a telephone game. Yeah, it was fucking stupid. I mean, and and the OT had Kasdan too, you know what I mean? So like, you know, I think a thread through that, somebody just keeping control yeah. of it. I mean, saying, George no, was no, no, at least no, there no, for all three productions and, and he was the, the Bible per se. I mean, they could, the directors, they might ask, hey, George, is this cool? Oh, yeah, sure. And the sequels, there there was no there was no overarching voice. Is everyone like, hey, you're an artist, you create something. You're an artist, you create something. And I'm not going to blame any three of the individuals. It's it's fucking Bob and Kathy. They're the ones that made <sighs> yeah, that I choice. I don't like dumping on Kathleen Kennedy, and it's not a matter of you know she's a woman, whatever. But I mean, like I've seen her in other interviews in the past. Like, did you watch the ILM thing on yeah. uh, on Disney? Dude, that was great. Kennedy I mean, is I, one I, of the, the biggest her, players like, in Hollywood her, of all time. Like. She's like Spielberg, Lucas. She is their hero. Like Kath, Kathleen has has brought a lot of great movies to us throughout the yes. decades. But she does feel like one of those inside baseball Hollywood players. You know what I mean? And I think I think you can get to a point in any industry like that where you're like, hey, you know, like you do something like let's let these directors you know, these, we pick some great people and I know what I'm doing. So right. I pick getting, and I get getting, getting a little too here, smart for her. Let's have good. them play their, their own sandbox. Right. It'll be and new. Like, no, no, It'll no, be creative. No, <laughs> no. And let's, let's not have the three main characters. Everybody grew up and loved ever meet on screen. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Just anyway. Oh, well. All right. Continuing hyperspace stories, dark, her dark horse comics returns. Nah. Look back at Obi-Wan Kenobi. This this is probably number three or four for me, only because Ewan and Hayden are going to be there and the little one. Vivian's going to be there. Uh, I think that yeah. that's just going to be a good conversation. And you know there'll be some talk about next the next season. Of that yeah, one th sure. this is funny here. Funko collect across the galaxy. Did, did anyone see the new story about Funko? <laughs> collect across your the galaxy of garbage. Uh, oh, my goodness, bins. dude. Isn't that I, – I mean – I saw this years ago and it's why I got out. Oh yeah. Because oh, yeah, me too. Mariotti, Brian Mariotti, their CEO. If you look at him, he looks like he flies high and loose. Like I, I'm not saying he, he no. does stuff in his spare time, but he, he looks like yeah. he parties and lives by the seat of his pants. Smelling a lot of vinyl plastic. Yes. Okay. You, you've seen him before then. And, and don't get me wrong. I, I, I love Funko. I got in ground level. I mean, I, I was there 2010 when they first started. They would pop. Yeah. Baby. There you go. And, and it was when it was only relegated to Marvel, DC and Star Wars. But then as it became popular, this dude was buying every fucking license under the sun you get a pop, you get a pop, you get a pop. This show gets a pop. This person gets a pop. Their mom gets a pop. Their pet gets a pop. And it just, it became ridiculous. And the story we're talking about, Trevor knows, Funko has so much inventory on hands, $30 million worth, that they are going to ET it. And by ET it, I mean, just like Atari had to do, they're going to go to a dump dig a fucking hole dust dust. and literally bury $30 million worth of Funkos because no one's buying them. Yep. Well, that, and that it's cheaper to do, to just get rid of them than to store right. them. The warehouse, which is, which is insane. Using. Like that, that, yeah. that shows you how fucked up accounting gets in the world. Like it's, but how do you get so far? I, I don't know, man. They've tried the different things like that soda and stuff like that. And like, it's kind of a one trick pony and you had to see a point where this was going to come to an end. I mean, hello, Beanie Babies. I mean, there's a whole documentary on it right now with, with the ridiculousness that people got into with that. And it's the same freaking thing. And there's as many of them as there more than there were Beanie Babies. 
you can get a John Stewart pop. I mean, I'm not talking about Green Lantern. I'm talking about no, the guy th- that's who, what I'm saying. The like, he, show with, like everybody under the sun. It's why Funko pop. I mean, outside of you, you motherfuckers getting me into Black Series, and then you specifically the the Hot Toys. The main yeah, reason yeah, yeah. I, I I got out of pops is because it it, it wasn't becoming unique anymore. It wasn't specialized. It, it, it was. Like as Trevor said myself, every license got a Funko Pop. Serial characters were getting fucking Funko Pops. Regular people, yeah. it just they they lost yeah. their luster. And hopefully, this doesn't kill any of the value I have on my Star Wars Pops because I know there's still nuts out there that are going to pay the big prices. But when this starts happening and, and companies start having to do this, they may not be long for this world. So watch out. I told people. Years ago, like when every time I heard somebody like, Ooh, I got one that's worth like 500 bucks. I'm like, sell that shit, man. Unless that means something to you personally, yeah. if you're holding on to it, cause it's going to increase in value. It is not, you know, maybe it, maybe a hundred bucks, maybe 50 bucks. It will, but you got to play the stock market with that shit, man. You got to get rid of it. It might go up a little bit after you sell it, but eventually that thing's going to go, you're, right. you're going to find it in a bin at a garage sale somewhere for, sure. for five cents a piece. There, there's, you know there's what I mean? probably... Like, I would say out of all the lines, 50 to 100 pops that are still considered like grails that you just you can't find anywhere. They were early, like 2010s. Those are going to hold, but only for collecting. You got to remember when it comes to collecting toys and trying to make money, you have to ensure that there's another nut job out there like you that has a burning hole in their soul to own something that they can't get through (laughs) retail that they're willing to overpay through the black market. This is the key to all this shit, man. I learned that with comic books because I had stuff that was like hot. It was hot. And when it's hot, it's like a stock. Sell it. If unless, unless you love it so much that you, you're just going to keep it for personal reasons, sell that shit because it's, that's it. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe 20 years from now, that character will come back and that comic book will be worth three times as much. Or maybe like a lot of the shit that I hung on to, you can't give it away. Exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? No, you're so right. I, I mean, collect for personal fun, but don't collect. That's, for I, I have a whole cubby, just, cubby space filled with Kenner star Wars that my dad told me was going to make us millionaires. And unless I find I worked in a, other nuts, it, it ain't going to make me shit. Okay. I worked in a comic book store <laughs> and every, you know, 30s middle 30s dad was coming in and buying 20 copies of the death of superman and he's like i'm gonna put my kid through college with this i'm like no you're not (laughs) you don't uh, you haven't bought a comic book in 20 years man you don't know what the hell's going on this is there's we got thousands of them in the back you know what i mean because you guys are coming in oh yeah buying 10 20 of them no i mean i i I got lucky i decided to sell my pops at the or all pop i still have held on to my star wars and because they are star wars i do think i could still get a little juice out of them because us star Wars fans yeah. seem to be the most, uh, some of those, the yeah. most mm-hmm. intense when it comes to owning stuff you can't buy from retail anymore. But when I s- sold my Marvel DC and just random pop culture, 20 grand, $20,000. Yep. I think the average wow. return was about 10%. Anyone in the stock market would take that. I, yeah, uh, exactly. we redid our bathroom and, and, uh, floored one of our, uh, living spaces from Funko yeah, pop exactly. money and, and per, per, goes ahead. I, I would go for it. Perfected chaos is just saying at the moment, Trevor, I think an ATM is at the moment eventually, or everything will eventually become rare, but I think that's bullshit. Like it's going to, it may become rare in 50 years. Do you see, if you go to a toy store, you see all this shit from the eighties that people kept in boxes and 
the problem now is if you find a carded Kenner figure, it's worth a lot of money because they were for kids and they ripped them open like me and they played right. with them and they stuck them in the dirt and they put firecrackers in their legs and they blew them up. So anything in good condition is rare. Now people are buying two or three of the Wonder Rock one to stock. They keep it in a box. Everybody's got one in a box, mint in condition, man. Like they're going to be everywhere when everybody decides to get rid of them when they're no longer fun anymore or no longer, you know, part of your life or whatever. But, but that's the thing. There's thousands of them. <laughs> thousands, if not hundreds It's of not even the amount of shit out there now. It's you, it's the buyer. You you have to find the buyer. This stuff, you have to find somebody it, who It's wants not it. like you're sitting on a brick of gold where you know like right. it's going to be coveted. That that's like real world right. money. Uh, right. this it's, right. you have to find a motivated buyer and, and can you, it's a lot yeah. easier these days than it was, you know, 20 years ago, but uh, don't get into collectibles for your retirement. I think is what we're trying Definitely to say. Do here. Not. <laughs> do not. I'm going to take one more break. Keep talking. All right. I'm you got it. So going down the line here, uh, Disney parks, who cares beyond the spires making of tales from galaxy's edge, who cares? Star Wars animation game night. Nah, you got some good voices there. Eckstein's going to be there. Baker, James Arnold, Taylor could be fun. Lucasfilm publishing. I guess, obviously, if you're into words and shits, you know what I mean? You can go with that. This will be a good one. So on Monday, we're getting a, a Bad Batch panel here. So you're going to have Brad Rao, Jennifer Corbett, and uh, some of the other producers and writers. So uh, I'm assuming here with the Bad Batch panel, you're either going to get insights into where the show is going because Bad Batch Season 2 will have wrapped by the time Celebration kicks off. So I'd imagine that the, the panel here is going to let us know more about the future of the Bad Batch. Is it going to go on the Season 3, Season 4, so on so forth? Um, make Mine Marvel from screen to tabletop. There's going to be a Visions Volume 2 panel. All right. Doug Chain. That would probably be a good one. If you've ever watched any of the behind the scenes on, on Star Wars, especially the prequels, you'll you'll know of Doug Chang. He's kind of the um, creative director now for all of Lucasfilm, but but started out on The Phantom Menace as just like in the art department. He's a cool dude. And then you're going to have the closing ceremonies, which I have never done because I try to get the hell out of celebrations, usually before the final day when it gets a little nutty to start leaving. All right. Well, we'll wait for Trevor to come back, but we are about to move in yeah, the, to the fan segment. All right. We, we, yeah, the closing ceremonies yeah. are not worth. We, we got through the panel, the panels, I guess, if you will. Good, good chat today from the live streamers. Don't forget, 2.30 p. East, at least until this week. <laughs> Next week, it might be 6 p. East. You never know. UK or sorry. If you're night owls, you might be able to still catch us. Otherwise, you'll probably be on the on the recordings. Or bake it into your schedule. You know, take a little nap. Maybe uh, snort some speed on Tuesday nights. <laughs> got to do what you got to do. <laughs> but anyways, we're here. It's time for the fan segment. We're one of the only Star Wars fan podcasts that dedicates a segment to its fans. There may not be many of you, but you are strong and mighty and loyal. So we love you and we give you some time on the show. So we usually start with the question of the week. I kind of fucked it up this week, Trevor. I forgot to post it on the actual profile on Instagram at Star Wars Time Show. Um, but Damn we did it. get a few uh, story deals. So the way this works, every Tuesday I'll post the question of the week in our stories on Instagram and usually the profile grid at Star Wars Time Show. Look for it. 
love us, like us, turn on notifications and respond. And then you may make this segment. So let me get the screen switched up here. All right. So this this week's question, it was a big one. Really wanted you to think. What was your favorite or least favorite moment from the Mandalorian S3 E1? Or what say you about Bad Batch S2 E11? So let's see what the fans had to say today. Up first, we have Fallen Jedi in the stories. While I visually loved every minute of S.3 E.1, I don't quite see how a large group of Mandalorians would look so bad against the space croc. While I get it that they wanted Mando to save the day. So, yeah, I kind of made that point earlier. Uh, You know, you you thought Mm -hmm. they would have been wise enough to maybe place those those uh, detonators on its belly versus fucking armored shell, as Trevor pointed out. But yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'm I'm with you, Jedi. It did seem a little suspect, but Hey, like Nick said, they're, they're bunker boys. They've been drinking Kool-Aid. Maybe they're not quite as skilled as we thought. I kind of want to see the guy who got swallowed, like just either zoom out of its mouth or just like burst out of its side or something. Drax. Right. Because is he now, or was he living in his stomach? Like uh, Boba was in the, uh, yeah, right. You know, exactly. You got all that you know armor what I mean? on, man. That's what it's for. It can survive digestive juices. Because technically, like, even though that thing probably has strong jaws, I'm, I'm assuming they're not strong enough to bend Beskar. So uh, right, his legs right. might have been a little mangled a bit, but his his guts and his head should still be okay. Uh, but if he right. did make it to his stomach, Din and Grogu took care of that when they blew that thing the fuck up. So any Mando's in that Croc's gut probably got exploded with Mando's bombs. So go Din. Uh, up next, oh hell, what's this person's name? I think Darth LVJ. Finding out more about the Zillow Beast after 13 years was awesome, but getting the sneak peek mm-hmm. of the cloning facility and more info on that was awesome. Of course, seeing Scorch and more commandos was great too. Um, yeah, I mean, if you, I, I think I had those on on my top list, so we agree. Although, uh, you know, Scorch, fan favorite, I get it, but he's up there. He's kind of a, a shithead at this point in time. Yeah. Uh, it seems the yeah. commandos are, are squarely reserved to protect Mount Tantus and its experiments and scientists. So he's definitely enabling, enabling a lot of bad shit, including rounding up mm-hmm. a, an entire town just because they, they solved the Zillow Bees. But got those cool, glow, cool, glowy yeah, visors. Totally. So and and cool. he is still allowed to paint his armor. I don't know if anyone else noticed that. He's the only clone, at least featured in Bad Batch, mm. that stayed with the Empire that is allowed to still have distinguishing... Grandfathered yep, in. Everyone else had to yeah. change. Ironically, because he doesn't have a grandfather. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, uh, Jaster Mareel, technically, right? It wasn't that... Isn't well, that okay, Jango's so, yeah. foundling guy? So here we go. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Oh shit! Oh, this is this is Spencer here, the new dad. I actually really enjoyed the part of the Bad Batch episode where, after being told that the crew was eaten by the Zillow Beast, Omega quietly whispers to herself, "It ate the crew," with terrified concern. I like that. Mm. I mean, look at that. I, you know, sometimes people, mm-hmm. they all gravitate, gravitate towards the mm-hmm. same moments. I like Spencer going with a, a moment many probably didn't even pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Dig it. Ripic Tan always is good for a question of the week response. Two great episodes from two different SW shows. So dope. But is it too much to ask to release different shows on different days? I'm with you. 
The Zillow Beast cometh. The aliens parallel was awesome. And Din taking out the pirates in the asteroid field was very Batman-like. I think someone else said that in this chat. So a few people. Two different days, but it's literally, it's only a little bit over an hour worth of time <laughs> so it's really not yeah, that I don't, bad I, I mean me it, personally different if there were two hour shows you know two one hour shows it would be a different me story. personally i i would like it just to break up the the slog well for yeah, you to break yeah, up the you don't want to have to write uh but you other people i don't know i don't feel bad at you at all getting two great star wars shows on the same day so suck it up suck it up just kidding ripick we love you uh up next our boy tones okay mando absolutely awesome opener not as good as the season two opener though initially thought that the armorer was making a helmet for grogu but loved how that panned out loved the space whales and how that will tie into ahsoka the asteroid dog fight was movie quality and so so good Bad Batch, instant alien vibes from the get-go, even down to the music when they were on the down ship, the slime, and the Zillow Beast returns. Awesome episode. More Tantus finally. Jeremy Rayner look-alike as Dr. Hemlock. What a week for new Star Wars heart on fire emoji. Thank you for your enthusiasm tones. We speak your name. And then finally, our buddy, longtime fan, Scion XTC. What a way to kick off the new season for Mando. My favorite moments had to be seeing all the new Kool-Aid drinking Mandos lined up for the ceremony and seeing them fight the giant croc creature. Also seeing the Anzellans and how much Grogu loves them. All right. Good stuff there. Yeah, the Kool-Aid. It would have been funny... It would have been funny either way with because of it's that group. If these if this is the children, um, if 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 the helmet had come into play, like either it saved one of them because it crunched right. down in between two teeth, and it's like that's why you always wear your helmet. Or <laughs> see, it, this is why we got the creed, motherfuckers. That's right. If they, or it tripped them up and it fucked them up in some way, yeah. you know, like they couldn't see something coming or whatever. Like then, yeah, it would have been well, funny. I, 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 some other people, that. there were memes like, so I guess, you know, you probably know there was like an old toy Boba Fett helmet that had a really wide visor to it that, that bothered yes. everyone. And, yes. and now if you look at the little kid mandos, all their visors are wide like that. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like they, they oh, know. Starter, yeah. Starter and, and that's kind of where I was at. They know it's like, OK, these are little kids. They're about to lose all their peripheral vision. Yeah, so right. instead of just instead of making it extremely hard, they give them a little bit of leeway. Right. And then when they're older, they get more of these slits. They run like it. morons, so yeah. without watching, so they need to yeah. yeah, they're like, well, we tried the slit version, but the kids just kept running into each other, and we couldn't get anything done, especially, so. Especially when they're playing soccer, they got to see the ball, you know, so. <laughs> they're like, dink, dang, dunk, everyone's falling over, there's yellow cards going left what and right. What Mandalorian sports, where they have to wear those helmets, and like, they actually come into if, if they did play a sport, I'd imagine it's probably more like lacrosse, you know how the, the Native Americans invented that, it's pretty yeah. raw, warrior-like, I'm guessing Mando's, their right. sport is yeah, probably, yeah, probably yeah. borderline deadly brutal yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah people people probably don't come back from some of those matches that's right um cloud good question here if I you want to get in bring that up yeah, yeah i, I yeah. was gonna say probably just the final season of the clone wars even maybe just four episodes of the final season because that's where they're officially introduced into yeah. um the star wars canon is it the is it in the final season? Yeah. I thought it was the season before. No. Okay. It's in it's in season seven. I mean, they were supposed to be in previous seasons, but then Disney bought it and 
Clone Wars got shelved for a bit, and that's why we oh, ended they, up with that really weird on. season six called The Lost Chapters. I'll be honest. Like, maybe it was watching The Clone Wars. Maybe if you come into it a little colder, like Cloud, like, I didn't like them at first. <laughs> I thought, like, this is... This is really contrived, and the fact that there's these well, yeah, there there are kind of like hot hot. Fight, we're, right. we're the and, shit, and but they like have different voices. Whereas everybody else, like, how did this guy look really right. skinny? He's a clone. Like, what happened? You know what I mean? I, I get shit can go wrong. That's the whole premise of it, and it's kind of cool. But then, like, hey, let's put them all together and let them become this you know team. It's like. Yeah, but I'm over it. It's cool. Yeah, so it's that cool that's ass. where they get introduced. Like I said, it, it's a great final season. You should probably watch the whole thing. But it, I think it's four in particular that are dedicated to the Bad Batch. You said there's a list of things you should watch with Clone Wars. Like I, I think the whole last season is. Uh oh, where did Trevor go? I think we just we just lost Trevor here. Let me see if I can get him Am back. I back. Yeah, you're back. You're back. Shit. There he is. All right, he's there? back. Yeah, we're back. Okay. We're good. All right. That that's even better than than a Nick technical fail because when when his Skype would cut out, we, he would actually fully <laughs> drop out, and I'd have to re-answer yeah. his call. But you were there. Um. All right. Yeah. No. Uh. What, we were talking about things to watch. So I'm saying, is there is there? You said there was a list. You mentioned a list of like certain episodes, like twelve episodes you should watch throughout the because there are a lot of filler episodes on the Clone Wars. But like, I think if you go in the last season cold you won't know well, i think cloud's just talking on. i want to get ready for bad batch and bad batch only that's why just that's why batch. i said okay. just the final season of clone wars because that that's where, yeah. where they come yeah, into play all right yeah okay so with this shit going down bo katan is over there sabotaging trevor's setup so let's uh let's change gears here and kind of round out this show with the final part of our fan segment and that's everyone's favorite. The top five fan oh. artist features of the week. The way this works throughout the week, we need you on Instagram to use ad tag Star Wars Time Show and hashtag Star Wars Time Show. One of them's going to work. You never know. Use them both. I will filter through those and feature shots throughout the week. And then on Mondays, young Nick usually sits down and chooses his top five to talk about on the show. So that's what we're going to talk about right now. This is all done through Instagram at Star Wars Time Show. Get some. All right, Trevor. So Nick picked these. Uh, the yep. only one I know is the first one because that's what he used as the cover. The other ones I have not looked at. So here we go. Okay. All right. Up first, we have a pretty sweet Quorn custom from Centerpoint Studios. Mm. And they're they're kind of created and crafted in the scene, Trevor. I think you would agree to recreate that moment from the Mandalorian season two, episode three, when he books passage with mm -hmm. Quarns and they try to fuck him over. But um, mm -hmm. great looking alien head sculpt, if anything, right? Like that really good looking, yeah, good, good paint. Uh, le the, legit even sculpt. just the simple background kind of keeps the, the feel of that overcast look that they had there and the open seas and yeah. the fog is really nice. That, that sells it. Um, I don't know what the post is behind his head. I guess that's part of the ship. I might have moved that over a little bit, but man, I love the way he's got dressed. And, oh yeah, I mean this totally like, works. Like the one he's, he's got, the, you know, the cap, the, the hat, like the uh, the Jaws captain yeah. wears. You know what I mean? What's his name? I forget <laughs> totally. his name. The old uh, yeah from Jaws one, the <laughs> yeah. guy like we're gonna need a bigger yeah. boat. That guy. So. <laughs> yes, totally. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I, I'm thinking this this is a mix of practical and digi. I think the the background background is from the actual Mandalorian, you know, like capturing that they're yeah. masked and then center point yeah. layered in some printed printed barrels and a rope to sure. kind of make yeah. those mesh together. But yeah, it just it, it, it's a great center point has some of the more choice looking custom head sculpts Beautiful out there. Custom, yeah, 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 good good paint for sure. Uh, cool. Up next for you Lego fans out there, a, a longtime friend of the show at Tong Wars, one of the one of the best Lego photographers out there. We got a nice little practical setup. Tong's got his what is this? Is this the two twentieth or the two twenty second? I forget Cody's division. I'm a I'm a son of a bitch, but looks like we got some weathered clone troopers out there with with Cody leading them. Uh, you you've shot Legos before, right? Yep, they're a pain in the ass. <laughs> I, I was going to uh, say, do you? He's doing this outside, and like outside is even worse because you really can't control your light. I mean, here he's got things pretty much in shadow, which is a great way to go with just a little bit of light. Yeah. I like the what he's got going on with the light peeking right just through those little things in the back and lighting up the characters in the back. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult, man. It's a difficult thing to shoot because they're so shiny. They've got a lot of edges, you know, stuff. Yeah, so that's why nice you're not thing. the Lego six shooter. You're the one six shooter. Exactly. Right. Yeah, so this is at Tong Wars, a great Lego Star Wars account, Lego photographer. Check him out on Instagram. Uh, moving on, yes, and I think we got Paul here in the chat. Here's the latest from uh, a many-time featured account on this Star yeah. Wars time show. We're talking about at South P24. Um, Paul's always, he's got some of the more violent Star Wars shots out there. Lots of decapitations, <laughs> eyeballs getting shot out here. We see uh, the Black Series Bo-Katan in a running forward action pose. As she's running forward, she is simultaneously blowing the brains out of two stormtroopers. And it's just, it's a great little action scene here from... Looks like she's using a little bit of jetpack too, right? Like she's yeah. just kind of yeah. blasting off Blown the herself. Forward. Yeah, that's yeah. like <laughs> shooting, shooting brains out en route to taking off. I, I dig it here. Once again, that armor really holding up and helping out there uh, on the stormtroopers. Real, right, real yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you would think the helmets are... are the are most the, solid piece right. of the, of the right. thing. It, of the it's whole going right through it, man. That's what I love. I, I wish we would see this in Star Wars, like the actual laser going in and then coming out. I'm, I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of... Losing arms, losing heads. I mean, let, let's be real. It's a sword of light that can cut through anything but other swords of light in Beskar. Like body parts yeah. should fly when they hit stormtrooper armor. Give me a break. Yeah. But it's for kids, right? This is all for kids, right, right George? But that's at South P24. One, one of my favorite accounts. Uh, this dude cooks up some killer custom 112 star wars figures like like mezco 112 collective style mm. star wars figures yep. Um, yep. definitely a talented really. uh, beyond just shooting the toys uh, yep. nice colors nice focus yeah and, and, uh, you know what's nice. the, the best about simple, this? i mean composition straightforward but like really really nice it's good i think south p does all this on a uh, like smartphone or an iPad in terms of the the editing? Yeah. Like it's not in Photoshop yeah. and, and stuff like that. This is all app based. Yeah, the blasts in the front a little could be, probably use a little bit more more less detail to be blown out because if you look at the focus. But other than that, I mean, it's a minor 
quibble, man. The rest of it is, is really, really nice. Yeah, this, and it's still open. See, I always, I always like when Trevor's here for the top five because he also provides constructive criticism. Like Nick and I, we're too dumb yeah. to do that. Um, <laughs> we're just like, oh, it I looks neat. It looks cool. But but yeah. Trevor, in, in a good way, is I think giving solid advice to anyone that's in this hobby that wants to do this. So um, they're all fantastic shots. But if you if you want some tips, he is a pro. Uh, up next, this one uh, comes from Rainbird nineteen eighty seven, and I believe it's the Mayfex Mando sitting atop some sort of. Killer skull throne. Yeah, but I mean, it, it does look like something you would see on a Predator's ship, right? Where they've taken skulls from all these different I species. This, I think this is a pre- Wait a minute. Is this one of the NECA? Is this a NECA Predator throne or something like that? I know I've seen this. But I think I've seen well, this. Well, yeah, before. I mean, the, anyway. let's just say, because we, we sometimes have to describe it here. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. South P uses Lens Effects app. That's what I thought. Okay. So yeah. this throne to me, Trevor, and, and chime in if I'm off, but the back looks like a queen alien skull, right? Like the like the, the yeah. back of the chair. The the, yeah. the two arms, you, you definitely have Xeno skulls as like the armrests. Uh but then splitting his leg, it almost looks like one of the Cantina aliens from Star Wars that do with the real long fucking face and head. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I Oh yeah, no, this is this is the clan leader predator throne. Okay. That's what this okay. is. Yep. From NECA. I but NECA. it, it, it yeah. kind of works for Din sitting on it. You know, you, you could see Mandalorians yeah. almost crafting a throne like this because they are that they are a warrior culture. They they like yeah. to, I guess, hunt other other factions or they used to like to hunt each other. But it, yeah. it but it works. So we got Din sitting on this predator skull throne. And, you know, the little guys kind of tuck behind them looking past. I, I just, I don't know. I like yeah, the setup. That's cute. And, and obviously it stood out to Nick, but it, it fits. Even though it's Predator, I think it fits Mando. Yeah, the lighting is really nice. These are, again, this is a tricky thing to light sometimes too because you get all that chrome and you get all that reflection and stuff. So it looks like he's got like a reflector. He might even be shooting through a reflector. I don't know, or unless that's the camera. That's, no, it can't be. Yeah, to cut down, down anyway, on that white really light. Yeah. Really nicely done. Uh, and I really like the way he kind of highlighted the back of the throne and then everything else kind of falls off into shadow. So it's, he's either got that background like, so it just falls off and, and that could even be, honestly, I'm looking at, I don't know what it is, but it could even be like some piece of cardboard that came with like a product that you get and yeah. you can do that kind of stuff. Like if it's, if it's out of, you know, blown out a little bit, if it's out of focus in the background, you can take pieces of styrofoam. You can take oh, dude, those yeah, wacky you, pieces of cardboard that come with your coffee maker or something, exactly. and that shit suddenly looks like an alien, you know, cave or room or something. It's now cool. you're right. I mean, a lot of people re- like repurpose packaging material for yeah. Star Wars dioramas, and it works because yeah. there's no it bricks works. and screws, right? No bricks right, or screws right. in Star Wars. Damn it. Uh, okay, yeah, right. that is at Rainbird1987. Give him a look. Good looking stuff there. Up next, ooh, a little saucy uh, real ass mm. paint here from at Savvy Art. She's been featured multiple times on this show. One of our favorite real ass painters out there. And by that, if you're new, we just mean people that can use their hands and and create art like the painting shit. Okay, again, we're stupid. We don't we don't know the proper terms. But this is a little different for Savvy. Yeah, she. There you go. She usually goes very Disney, Disney-oriented style, bubbly, happy, cheerful. 
But here we have a, you know, Padme kind of chilling in an oversized hoodie, showing a little leg, you know, wearing wearing some like bicycle shorts, maybe just got Mm -hmm. out of the shower waiting for Anakin to get back from the temple. Um, I don't know. It's just I, I like I like it. I like this version of Padme, a little yeah. more relaxed, not as regal, not as senatorial. It's just that that girl that grew up on Naboo rolling yep. around with those things in the field. So, yeah, it's a nice composition. I like it with the with the moon behind it. It's I yeah. like this type of illustration. It's really, really, really it's cool. Savvy and just simple ass. lines. Yeah. I you mean, know, not a lot of stuff going on the color choices are good you know the little purples for the shadow and stuff like that it's really really nice yeah it's a cool take cool idea like the concept fantastic she is fantastic so that is at s-a-v-v-y-y-a-r-t on instagram and trevor that is the last of the top did he even put five in here yeah he did okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm losing count damn it So that takes us to the end of episode 254 of the Star Wars Time Show. Thanks again to everyone that tuned in live. If you want to try to do that, schedules. Yeah, he's right. If if you're here right now, everyone listening, before you leave, hit the like button. Even better, leave a comment or hit a share. The best thing you can do, did we say something that stood out to you today? Clip it. We now have clip functionality for the channel. So through your own YouTube account, you can clip content. And share. That's that's the type of stuff we need. That is Could what, be saying something stupid. Just yeah, whatever. exactly. I could be making a, a dumb face, screenshot it, share it, make fun of me. I don't care. Anything to get a bigger audience. Yeah. All right? I'm ready. Tell your stupid pops. You can clip that part like right there. <laughs> just show your friends. But there's always time for Star Wars time. So get with it. You can find us on the internet at StarWarsTime.net. Got uh, all sorts of handy dandy links there. You know, if you want to listen to the podcast version, which is the same show we do on the live stream, just on podcast platforms. So iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, we're all over the place. It's just important that you you engage. Like I always say, you got to let the AI know that we are okay and we should be recommended to other meat bags. So the best way you can do that, like Trevor said, if you're on YouTube, that's the liking, the commenting, the clipping, the sharing, and the subbing. Please sub up if you're new here. And for the podcast platforms, if they offer ratings and reviews, please, please do it. Even if you just watch the show on the live stream, go to iTunes, go to Spotify, whatever you got, find us and rate that thing because that, that goes a long way when shit gets recommended to people searching for Star Wars content. All right, my friends, big day tomorrow, or if you've already went through March 8th, you realize the big day. We'll be back next week to talk about it because there is always time for Star Wars time. And as we like to say when we leave you, if you do listen to the Star Wars time show, the Force will be with you always. Always.